welcome back everyone to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Uh, I'm pretty good. Still suffering a bit from the post-pax uh, depression and just being exhausted from it. Yep, yeah, that's fair I'm enough. good. That's fair enough. I haven't had time to sort of like wallow in my uh, post-paxness because um. I, in like just under 24 hours, I am going to Japan. So <laughs> this time tomorrow night, I'll be on a plane, hopefully, and uh, heading off to uh, to Japan. So I, I, I've i sort of been preoccupied and, and uh, sidetracked with that. Nah, uh, Mara Odyssey has been my my beacon in these dark times. Oh, yeah. Seeing credits roll, and I'm deep into the post game. Awesome. Well, we'll get to that shortly because, um, yeah, I haven't got quite as far, but. I'm sure by the time I speak to you next, I will have definitely gotten more further than, than I am at the moment. But, um, but yeah, no, PAX was really good. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I had fun. We've already covered all that this week, but I mean, you know, it's always good to reflect on that on that uh, that that weekend of the year because it's always just such a great time. Um, and seeing everyone from uh, like the AGPN, like all their content coming out and starting to listen to that, it's been really really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. I actually haven't listened to it yet, but I'm I'm excited to hear um Pez's interview with Bernie Burns from Rooster Teeth. Is it out yet, or is that still? I think it's part. I think it was part of their new episode. I'm I'm not. I oh, think, okay. I think it was part of the new episode this week because they they did their Pax recap one. I think it yeah, might be in it, that. I saw episode seventy went up, but I'm not mm. sure, I I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, so I'm, time. I'm hoping. Oh, I'm hoping that's. Because you know what I did do tonight, Joel, is I what finished off Stranger Things season two. Oh, that's the other thing. I'm, it, my my plane flight is going to consist of Mario Odyssey and Stranger Things season two. I've downloaded all the episodes oh. that I haven't watched yet, and oh, I'm gonna I'm, I want to watch it on the plane. So I'm planning to do so. Keen to talk to you about it because I loved it. Oh, I'm very excited. What I've watched so far, I fucking have loved. It's oh so good. I must admit, <laughs> um, on the Stranger Things topic, before we get into the game sort of things, but um. Uh, have you been to the web browser for uh, Netflix and looked at Stranger Things? Uh, no, I only watched it on the app. Okay. So... On the, on the PlayStation. Um, you brought to my attention about the Spotify one, that if you let oh, it play yeah. on the web app, that it turns it slowly into the upside down. Um, so if you go to like the website, the Netflix website on a browser, uh, and you go to Stranger Things, uh, on the right-hand side, there's like a like a red gooey orb thing that looks kind of like what like you know you see people from the upside down through and if you click that it the the screen starts to spin and, and then fade to black and then it basically comes back in and it looks like the upside down but it's your netflix queue and it's upside down obviously and you can scroll down and all this other stuff but then you've got like a torch your your cursor is a torch there's all terrible, terrible sounds. Uh, I, I'm going to preface this by saying I did this at about 2.30 in the morning. And I also hate <laughs> horror. If you, you're new to this podcast, I, I'm, I'm very bad with horror things. Joel, you hate horror? What I know, twist. I know. I, I, I don't hate it. I'm just bad with it. Um, and so I'm like scrolling it. through, scrolling through, going, this is, a, this is not good. This is not good. And then after a while, the screen stops and starts to flash. And then like the Demogorgon appears and like attacks you and then it goes back to normal and it scared the living shit out of me. And I wasn't even, I didn't even have the sound on. I had my headphones plugged in and I, I didn't, wasn't wearing them. So I couldn't even hear the sound. It was just enough to see it. And it just, it fucked me up. I didn't like it. 
and I'm, I'm mad about it. But it, it was scarier than the Demogorgon in the show. Because it was a fucking jump scare. God damn it. Anyway. Um, jump scares are, are they're usually the cheapest of scares, really. Oh, they are. Because and they're, not, I hate they're, them. Not, they're not scares, they're just startles. Exactly. And I hate that. I hate that feeling. I hate it so much. It's just the fucking worst. Anyway. Um, but Which we should probably bad. get. Yeah, we've got a little bit to talk about this week. We've got a few questions. We've got a couple of interesting topics to talk about. But we've got one important game that we need to talk about, and uh, we'll get to that shortly. But, Kyron, I would like you to tell me what you've been playing this week. Uh, sure thing, Joel. As you said, there's a the big one, which we'll get to. But first of all, before we get into that, I also picked up another game on Switch, a separate Switch game, which had the unfortunate timing to come out like a week before... Super Mario Odyssey, and that yeah. was uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Yeah. It's a shame because even though the game, it's it's if you played a Warriors game, you basically know what to expect from this. Right, it's pretty fun. Like, I, you played Hyrule Warriors, right? I did, yeah. And that's the thing about yeah. the that's the thing about the Warriors games is that they're they're fun. That's that's the key word. There's there's nothing more cathartic than just like launching yourself into a massive group of enemies and just knocking them back um, yeah, just wiping out thousands of people oh it's so it's so satisfying and they make it feel really good to do in, in, in it or like you know i've only played hyrule warriors but um i've watched uh your housemate play a little bit of the dynasty warriors games as well and even then it still looked very like exciting and fun <coughs> pardon me i apologize i'm sorry if i blew out your eardrums listeners um <laughs> oh boy that one caught me off guard uh, but yeah, no, it's always it's always fun and exciting and 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 feels good to use all those different weapons and uh, and discover all those different characters. Yeah, uh, and and they especially with Hyrule Warriors and now Fire Emblem Warriors, I feel like Omega Force has done a pretty good job of writing or not writing because let's be honest, in both games and just in Omega Force games in general, I wouldn't be opposed to them hiring a writer or something. Okay. So that the dialogue wasn't so eh, because it was a problem in Hyrule Warriors. It's sort of it's a problem in this. It's just a problem in most of the games. But I mean, I'm not going to this game for a fleshed out story. The only yeah. reason that sort of struck me as a bit of a bummer is because the Fire Emblem games typically have at least an interesting narrative. Yeah. And this one doesn't, which sucks. But hey, whatever. We're getting a Fire Emblem next year, so screw it. Yeah, well, that's it. The the thing with like, I mean, because I've only played Hyrule Warriors, but like mainly but they kind of feel like fan fiction stories <laughs> like that's, oh yeah absolutely and, fan and I mean, fiction stories i mean that in the best possible way because that's what they are they are just fan service games really when you have those licensed ones that come in um it's like what if we put all of these characters together how would they react to each other and it's yeah that's part of the yeah. fun of a, of a warriors game i guess yeah, um, the one exception to the rule where I didn't hate the story, and it's because it was pretty faithful to the source material, was, of course, uh, Attack on Titan, which right. I'm very excited to be getting a sequel to next year, which I will pick up, even though it's probably only going to have a couple of extra scenarios, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Fire Emblem Warriors is the one we're discussing. Yeah, It is good. The story's not great. The dialogue's not great. The gameplay is basically your standard warriors fit like you know like you spawn in a map there are forts to capture there are thousands of enemies that just stand around until you walk near them and then i don't know they swing at you but they don't do any damage that i can really tell 
and then you just cut down hundreds at a time, like it's nothing, right. of course. Yep. So what's interesting is just some of the little ways they have kept the spirit of Fire Emblem alive, which is cool. Uh, anyone who's played Fire Emblem knows that it's a pretty tactical game. Yep. You know, it's, it's got the grid-based movement and all that, and you select your units, you move around, you can attack, defend, blah, 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 blah. This sort of has a similar feature, which gives you a bit more control over some of the fellow units you have on the map. Okay. So you can pause at any time, obviously, like in any Warriors game, and it'll pull up a map. Except this one's all grid-based, and you can select particular... I think they're, if they're coloured green, sometimes there are blue units who are on your side, but you can't order them to do stuff because they're too cool for you. Right. But uh, if they're marked as like a green, I'm pretty sure... Or maybe I've got that wrong. Oh, jeez. It, it could be the other way around, because typically in Fire Emblem games, green is the colour of a neutral party. Whatever. It's one way or the other. Not important. The right. important thing is, the ones that you can control, you can basically order to defend particular forts, like pair up with other units, like in typical Fire Emblem. Well, not really typical, like in recent ones where you could stick two units together and just be like, hey, you two, be friends. <laughs> Maybe if this was Awakening, you would say, hey, you two, make me a, a baby and I will <laughs> use that baby. I will get it from the future and use it as a baby. Not in this one, unfortunately. No, no waifu dating stuff in this one. There's there's a quote but, from there's a quote there. It's like, "Hey, make me a baby that I can use." Kyra Morrison, 2017. Anyone who's played the Fire Emblem Awakening and Fates games, they feel me. Yep. No, that's fair. That's fair. They, they know what it's about. <laughs> it's awful. It really is. I do feel guilty doing it, but I'm like, you two would make a good warrior. Do that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, as I said, the support cl- uh, support conversations are sort of here, but again, because it's Omega Force and a Warriors game, they're not as entertaining as they sometimes are in the other Fire Emblem games, and they don't do anything until they hit S rank, until they need to say the same dialogue each time they rank up, which is a bummer. Right. But uh, there's a little scene when you get them to max, which is neat, and then you get like some special items which you can use to increase your skills or your defense or like what weapons you can use and all that which is kind of neat yeah um i'm trying to think what else was the other thing that oh it does also feature a form of not really permadeath but if a character but you can choose two modes there's casual mode which basically plays like a regular warriors game if a unit dies eh, they'll come back next fight but if you choose to play in classic which is obviously a homage to fire emblem if a unit dies they will be like out of action until you reach a particular point or place in the game where you can spend your gold to revive them. Okay. It hasn't happened to me yet, but I imagine it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised you're bringing someone back to life, so... Yeah, exactly. That's going to cost you. And it's, it, they're going for that, like, you know, that semi-permadeath sort of, like, yeah. vibe, I guess. Like, it's, it's sort of permadeath where... But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of glad it's not true permadeath because in a Warriors game, oh, Joel, the AI. Yep. Sometimes I just, I, it's a good feature in this where you can basically have a team of four <laughs> and using the D-pad, you can cycle between those four units, which is right. good. But sometimes the units will just be like, hey, I'm going to go attack this guy. Oh, I'm losing. Because this game also has like the weapon triangle from Fire Emblem. Oh, Okay. Yeah, where lances beat swords, swords beat axes, axes beat lances, 
And so enemies who have the advantage over you will do extra damage and you will do less damage. And the AI isn't clever enough to really recognize that. In the same way, uh, bows are good against Pegasus Knights and all that other stuff as well. So it's all it's all there. It's just the AI doesn't catch on. So sometimes you've just got to toggle back there and go, no, come over here. Over <laughs> here. Away from that. Put them in the like, right place, oh, okay. yeah. And then you'll toggle back and you'll watch them on the map as they're heading back there. You're like, I told you. I told you no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but hey, that's the problem with, uh, again, just with that warrior's AI sometimes having a mind of its own, either fighting battles it shouldn't or not fighting battles it should and just getting killed. And it's just like, hey, help me. Save me. I'm like, I'm busy. I just killed 500 men in like a minute and you need my help? Yep. That sounds about right. <sighs> yeah. So that's basically the gist of it. The one last thing I do want to bring up, and it's it's a... You could say it's a minor gripe. Uh, it's less of a problem, I think, if you've recently gotten into this series, but I'm not crazy about the roster. Okay. It's unfortunately focuses mostly on Fire Emblem Awakening and Fates. I think there's a total of, let's see... Um, about... Yeah, about 19 of the 25 characters, or roughly about that, are basically from the 3DS games, which, again, right. I understand it. It's a, it's good for the newer fans, but it kind of sucks that you, there isn't many of the classic characters. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Like, Marth gets to be in there, obviously, because he's Marth. He is the first Spider yeah. Lord. But I'm surprised there's no, dare I say it, Roy. There's no Ike from Path of Radiance, which is a pretty popular Fire Emblem game. And yeah, so that's probably my biggest complaint. I'm just like, oh, I would have liked some more some more variation in the roster because most of them are basically sword users, uh, mounted units like the knights and the wyvern riders and Pegasus knights and stuff. There's a couple of archers, uh, a couple of lance guys, but nothing. Yeah, I feel like they could have had more fun with the roster, which is probably my biggest complaint. Do you think they're gonna they're saving that for DLC? Because they Hyrule have... Warriors in the past had DLC. Um, yeah, there's definitely DLC. I think adding nine characters, and one of them is Farja from Awakening, which I'm well and truly keen for. So, okay. Yeah. I'm well, keen to see that, but yeah, like at the moment, I'm not sure what the full DLC lineup is. So yeah, okay. so it's all to say. Yeah, because it seems like that's where they would pop that. They'd go, and that's how they'd make that money off it, because they'd go, hey, oh, yeah. look at those characters that you're looking for in the main game. Here they are. Yeah, well, um, High World Warriors had heaps of DLC. Yeah, it did. Like, free and paid, I'm pretty sure. Like, it was... Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. They supported that a lot post-launch. It was impressive, actually. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe down the road I might look into the season pass of this game, but right now, it's on the back burner, Joel. Because yes. Practically, actually, a, a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, this time last week, I was I was yeah. playing it. I started playing it. Uh, yeah. We've been playing uh, Super Mario Odyssey, Karen. The little Mario game that we've been waiting for basically since it was launched back... Oh, not like announced in January. Yeah. I, and I wouldn't... I, little is like probably the wrong word to use because it is not a little game. There is a lot of content in this game and I haven't well, even scratched the surface of it yet. I was, I was choosing to keep my expectations mostly in check in the lead right. up. 
Yep. But, uh, oh, guess this game has just blown them away. It's, it's impressive. It's very impressive. Um, Mario, I mean, like, for starters, Mario's never looked so good. Like, it's or played stunning. so well. Like, I or feel played like so well, the yeah. control is just, oh, it's tight. It's, they've taken sort of most things about Super Mario 64 and just made them work better. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. Like, it's all those, and added, like, sprinklings of, like, um, 3D World and things like that as well in there. When I when I first booted it up, I just spent, like, the first minutes just doing all the Mario 64 moves, like the triple jump, the yep. long jump, the, um, the, what are you, like, the one where you one, one, run one direction, then flick the stick and jump, and he does, like, the cartwheel jump. Oh, like, yeah, just, like the weird backflippy one, yeah. Yeah, all those little moves that I'm like, oh, I've missed these, I'm glad they're yep. back. Yep, and then, like, there's, he's got a whole bunch of new ones, like, he can roll yeah. now as well, like, you can sort of duck of course down. he's got Cappy to throw at people. Exactly, Cappy's the big he, one. And he can jump off of Cappy to extend jumps, so you can like hold Cappy out there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's um. It's it's impressive. Like I I I can't stop grinning every time I play that game. It's just it's so it's such a jolly game, and I love it so much. Um, I don't think I've had this much fun with a Mario game in such a long time, and it just feels I, familiar but fresh, and it's just so much fun. The last time I had this much fun with a Mario game was probably Galaxy 2 back on the Wii. Right. I mean, granted, between that and this one, there hasn't been heaps of main flagship Mario games, but... No. Oh. Yeah. This is a special little game. It is. And, I mean, like, where do we start with this game? Oh, oh my God. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm trying to, like, think in my head, like, where could we start? Uh, It's hard because, like, the game looks nice, but... Mm -hmm. It's fair to say that obviously there are better looking games, but like that Mario, the Mario visuals have never looked better. Oh yeah, it, the Mario visuals, it, it looks stunning and it looks stunning on the TV and in handheld mode. It runs pretty flawlessly as well. I haven't had any real technical difficulties with it. Um, no, me neither. It's, no, it, but I've noticed. Exactly. I mean, and I mean, that's fair to say because it's not a, I guess, a technically demanding game, I guess, but the, there are a couple of times so, where there's so a lot of things going on. Big. Mm. And there's a lot of things going on in them as well, like a lot of different characters doing different animations and attacking you and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. it's oh, I love it so much. I So should we, I guess, talk about the basic premise of the setup for the game? I know you don't really <laughs> come to a Mario game for a storyline, but um, there, uh, there is one there. It's it, I mean, you know. it's it's about as prevalent as it ever is, really. Exactly, it's serviceable. It does what it needs to do to sort of progress you along. Um, yeah, basically, uh, it starts off. It like it kicks off straight into the action. Like you're like you don't. It's a cutscene, but um, you know Mario's fighting Bowser on a ship. Basically, he's captured Princess again. Surprise, surprise. Um, what a twist. I know, but this time he's going to marry her. He's going to do it. Do her right. Going to make an honest. I like it. Her. Took. It took this many games and this many years for him to go, what if I just marry her? Yeah. What if I just do mine. that? Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's basically got like a uh, weird uh, tiara thing for her that's got eyes and it looks really strange. Basically, he kicks your ass and uh, knocks Mario off the off the flying airship that he's on and uh, you fall like down and that's it. You wake up in this strange sort of spooky looking town called uh what's it called the cappy kingdom 
Yeah, I think it's, it's the Cappy Kingdom or the Cap yeah. Kingdom. It's it's pretty Cap Kingdom. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, I think that's it. And right. like each of the kingdoms has like that general title and then like a a proper name as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, uh, then you meet your friend Cappy, who is like a, a it's Bowser's hat, isn't it? Originally, Cappy. He, no, is is he using is Bowser using Cappy at the start? And that's. No. no, I think Cappy's there because he's trying to save the tiara. Whose That's right. Name yeah, I get. I think it's just tiara, isn't it? It's something like that. Maybe like it's it's Cappy's called Cappy, so it's, it's probably got a name. It's like Tia or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. I yeah. don't know. He basically like you know guides you along and says, "All right, we're gonna go save save the princess and save the the tiara as well." Um, and that's it. You set off on your adventure with your new cat friend. Um, yeah, like serviceable. That that's all it is. You get a cutscene every now and then. Um, uh, there's the uh, there's the the brutals, which is like uh, um, Bowser's like wedding planner party that he's got that are like it's like triple layered puns. Like it, I love it so much because they're called the brutals. They're all rabbits, so it's like a brood of rabbits. They're the brutals, like brutal, and then like the brood, as in like you know, bridegroom. I guess you could try and lump that together as well. Um, oh, yeah, well, because like, aren't they brilliant. organizing the wedding? Yeah, they are because they're getting all the pizza. Every kingdom that you got, like, not every kingdom, but like most of the kingdoms that you go to have like the, the big kingdoms. Yeah, exactly. It, so it's worth knowing there's a there's a distinction. Like, there are, some kingdoms are bigger than others, and basically, yeah. in the big kingdoms, you're chasing the brutals who are. Collecting specific things to make sure the wedding is fantastic. Yeah, like a dress, uh, like a, bow- a flower bouquet, um, uh, a ring, all that sort of stuff. Some sparkling water. Yeah, sparkling water, yes. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I, 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 and those little boss fights are always fun as well. I quite enjoy those. Like, they've always been different enough. They definitely give off a, uh, a Cooper Kids kind of vibe, where it, the fight's pretty much the same every time, but they just change it slightly. Each time you encounter yeah. them, mm. I mean the Mario boss fights have always felt good because they they just that there's a reason that three hit rule just works. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the, yeah the Zelda do Mario. It, rule. Do it once, do it a second time to show you can like that it wasn't a fluke, and then do it a third time and you're done. Yep. Yeah. Bang usually, bang bang. Usually for me when I'm like I've got one one hit point left and I'm like oh, come on. <laughs> a couple of them had me down to one hit point. Yeah, I've had a couple of a couple of close shaves. Um, most of my deaths have come from platforming, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, which there is quite a lot of in these worlds. Um, they, they, these, oh, these environments are so much fun to explore, and they're all so varied. Like, there's so, not one that's like, oh, this feels similar to the other one. Like, it's it's all yeah. so much fun. The best way to describe the environments, uh, I would say, is basically imagine Mario 64, like, say, bob Kingdom. You go to bob Kingdom... But instead of whenever you collect a star, it kicks you out of a painting and you've got to run back and jump back in just to pick yep. another star. You just get to be in that first world and just collect all the stars you can. Yeah, which is great because you'll be on your way to do like the mainline like uh, moon that you're going for. And then on the way there, you'll pick up like sometimes 10 or 11 other ones oh, just, yeah. just from exploring. He's like, oh, there's a thing over here. Oh, cool, I've got a moon for it. Oh, there's a thing over here. Oh, I've got a moon for it. Oh, there's a moon up there. I reckon I can get that. And it it it, it, it it seems like it's got that sort of Zelda 
feel to it as well from Breath of the Wild, where it's it, it's just there's so much stuff to sidetrack you constantly, but in yeah. in the best kind of way. It doesn't feel like padding. It feels like you're being rewarded for exploring this world. And yeah, just by like using your knowledge of Mario games as well, you'll see some things so and be like, oh, well, I, I, that looks familiar. Like I've done this before, and you sort of feel rewarded for for engaging it with it as a Mario game. Like when I got my first bonus moon in one of a, uh, you know how you go through the hat doors and you do like a little platforming oh, yeah. segment? Yep. When I found my first bonus moon in there, I'm like, oh, I am looking for these in every single room because yep. they almost always have one. It was just, it was a great feeling to be like, aha, I did it. Yeah. And I got the bonus one. Two exactly. moons for one go. Exactly. And it's like, it, yeah, if it, if it presents you with a moon, chances are there's another one nearby. Um, if you're in like a specific area. Uh, and I you'll mean, be thinking you're doing pretty good. You'd be like, oh, I've picked up a good 15, 20 <laughs> moons. I'll check the list. And then the game goes, yeah, there's 60 here. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. Yep. 60, huh? That's like, that's half as many stars that were in the entirety of Mario 64. One of one of, one of of the fine. stages has uh, 69 moons, which is um, classic. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, so... Uh, one thing I just want to talk about, you mentioned like the list, when you open up the map as well, I love the fact that it is like an actual tourist map and it has like information on the sides about like different landmarks in that, in that specific area. Yeah. And it gives you, it runs you down like the average temperature describes their currency because each world has a purple coin variant, but you can spend on outfits and stuff, which is very cool. Yep. Um, but I love that the, the presentation of that is so great because it's, these like really cool touristy maps, and I find myself like reading through because not only oh, do yeah. they, not only are they like obviously giving you like, hey, you should go check out this area, but it's it, it's written like there's a lot of text and it's like really well written. And I actually quite enjoy reading all those little bits of our, I guess, lore to do with the Odyssey world. Um, now you did mention there for a second uh, the purple currency being used to buy outfits. Yes, so. Uh, this is a new addition to this game. It's relatively new. I mean, he's always had... Uh, Mario's always had his different outfits and different costumes and stuff, but they've always had, like, either, like, a function to them and they've always been collected in level. You've never been able to, like, just swap freely between them at, at will and just mix it up and make yourself look like the best kind of Mario you want to look like. Um, or the worst, depending on what you want to go for. Oh, yeah. Um so there's so many there's there's a whole bunch of costumes in this that can be bought with either just normal coins or that purple currency, um, and each world has specific ones that are like exclusive to that world. Um, like some of them are off the top of my head. I got a pirate costume last night. That's pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I really liked the the swimming costume from that first water world i think we had like the little inner tube and the scuba mask oh yeah i didn't i haven't bought that one yet but yeah i like oh, that one a lot. Oh. no i like that one a lot um i also liked uh my favorite combination i had was um i had mario in his boxes in his uh his underwear and i had the um the scientist visor which gives you like crazy einstein hair <laughs> so that, that was my favorite look it was Classic. like crazy crazy hair with a visor and just in his boxer shorts and nothing else, and just running around the world. I was like, this is great. I, I also have a like, soft spot for, for business suit Mario from, that's Retro, the, from the Metro Kingdom. Oh, yeah, that, that was the one I was going to bring up. I I, I really like the uh, the pinstripe suit, the sort of zip yeah. suit looking thing. 
Mario looking like a real gangster. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I'm wearing a very cool outfit right now, but, but you can probably do the math and figure out is in the game, but I don't want to spoil it until you see it. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I should sort of bring that up. I, I've been pacing myself with the game um, for one reason, uh, because I wanted to play it while I'm on the plane and, and, and downtime and stuff in Japan. And also, too, I just haven't had a lot of time to play it this week, which sucks. Uh, but I've, I've, I've sunk a fair chunk into it. Um, and I'm just, it's just such a joy to play this game. Um, what's, your, what's your moon count at, Joel? Oh, I don't know. Let me, let me do it. Let's do a live check. Let's do a live check. I think check. I just hit 300. Okay. Oh, 300. Also, that's so many moons. How do I check And I haven't that? even, I'm so, I'm so far away from having them all. Is there a way to check? Well, I, there we are. No. If you go to the Odyssey, a general will tell you, like, on the little balloon part. Okay. Oh god. Okay. This is going to take a little while to get there. Um. Anyway, I've got a, I've got a few. Like I, I'm I'm, from what I can tell, I'm I'm fairly close to seeing all of the kingdoms that, uh, thus far. You are very close. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and all I know is that yeah, like once you once you see credits, the the. Um, the post-game stuff is pretty impressive, and that's all I know, and that's all I'm going to know until I play it, so that's all I want to know. Yeah, I mean, the post-game stuff is tricky, because it's, there's, there's just one part that you're just gonna love, and I want, I want you to share that with me, because when I did it, I was just, I was giddy, and I can't wait for you to see it, but apart from that, like, just the way that you... In the end, I decided I reached a point when I was like, "Look, collecting moons is fun, but I wanted to get the end. Just get the credits. Get the credits done. Yep. See that last cutscene. It was pretty funny, and then get back into the game and just not worry about that and just like run around and explore freely and all that. So that's yeah. why I decided to just go for credits because it doesn't. The game is it's so far from over when you finish it. Yeah, it, it it is so. There's so much game packed into this little this package. Um, like I, I said, I'm at 300 moons, and half of the kingdoms I haven't even got half of them. So I don't right. even know what the max count is in this, but it's going to be ridiculous. Oh yeah, um, probably more than the 600 Korok seeds. Probably, but like, I these are more fun to find and easier to find. I feel like more make more sense to find. It's probably not easier. But... Oh yeah, like this this is. Like, these are far superior to the Korok Seeds, but, like, 600 of those was heaps. Yeah. Well, this is the main the gameplay like, hook. Huh, whatever. The, the moons are the main gameplay hook of this, whereas the Korok Seeds were a fun distraction for the most part. Um, I I would like to sort of talk about my favourite moment I've had so far. I will yep. preface this with a little bit of a spoiler warning, so if you are planning on playing it and you haven't played it yet, I would recommend probably skipping ahead five or ten minutes because... This part is so awesome, and I loved it so much that and I would hate to ruin it for someone who is excited for this game. So, uh, if that's you, this is your warning. Um, skip ahead a little bit, uh, but it is of course in uh, in New Dong City in the Metro Kingdom, um, which, by the way, I think is my favorite kingdom that I've been to so far. I had so much fun in this area, like riding around on the scooter. I love that. Oh my god, I I I I. I I remember messaging you saying, I have found the scooter. I'm exclusively traveling by scooter from now on. I, if I can't go somewhere on a scooter, it's not worth going there. Um, 
Which there's one like New Donk City was my favorite, but there's one kingdom that edged it out. Okay, but, okay. But I'm guessing it's one that's it. Yeah, um, you haven't seen it yet, but yeah. it's New Donk City is fantastic though. Um, I love it. But the moment I'm talking about is uh, the the final sort of, I guess, the last triple moon that you get because you get like triple moons. Is that what they're called? Yeah, multi moons. Multi moons. That's the one. Thank you. I knew it had some name like that, but I couldn't think of it off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, the last multi moon you get. Basically, you 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 get to New Dong City, you meet the Mayor Pauline, which that alone is great. I That's love amazing. Fact. It's fucking Pauline from Donkey Kong, um, and she's the mayor of the city, and she needs your help to or gets the the festivities ready for the the festival, the New Dong City festival, and she basically needs you to go get four musicians, and so you collect, go around and you collect all the musicians. Uh, when you've got them all, she's like, oh, well, we need power now, but the the power substations not working so you go down to the sewers and you get to the power substation you turn the power back on uh, and you do a few things there and once you've done that uh she's like great all right you've helped us out the festival's about to start and then it starts up and it, it, it you get i can't remember what it's called it's like you know the, the the festival tradition or something the traditional festival or something um and as that as it the you know lo- loads up the uh the mario odyssey theme song starts jump up superstar and that alone, I'm just like, yes, I, I'm just going to listen to this on repeat. I fucking love it. Um, but you sort of see like shots from around the city, and the city's been turned into basically a side-scrolling uh, Donkey Kong level that you get to go and have fun and play through. And Which culminates with the Donkey Kong arcade as well. Exactly, yeah. And you, you get to beat Donkey Kong. And once you've done that, you come out of the pipe, and you're on the roof with Pauline and her band, and you stand there and have a dance with her, and... And uh, she keeps singing the song, and it's it's it was just it was magical. It was just so amazing to play, and I was just grinning from ear to ear the entire time, and I love it so much. Oh boy, so that's my favorite moment I've had so far. It's great. Um, it's just fucking excellent. Oh boy. Um, okay, you can come back now. Spoilers are over. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like that's. That one you just mentioned was again. I, I want you to finish it, Joel. Oh, I'm sorry, my heart. I've, I've dropped the ball. It's okay. Here. I just. Oh no, it's not your fault, man. You've been busy. <laughs> I I've just been using it. I had a public holiday thanks to my local town having a s- stupid race festival or whatever. I don't bloody know, but I got a day off work for it, yep, and I just enough. played Odyssey. Nice. And yeah, like when you're done, we're coming back, and I'm talking about my favorite parts from this we'll, game we'll go around to yeah we'll, i mean we'll probably talk about this a lot in come game of the year time because i'm sure it's oh, going to yeah. be both in our list so um but yeah there was one other moment in new dong city i really liked as well that involved a scooter um that was my favorite i because I, I did it like up about three or four times to collect everything i needed to collect in there um that was awesome uh, you know what, Joel? We haven't even talked about the main hook of Mario Odyssey. Okay. Which is using Cappy to to take over enemies and other NPCs. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a question about this as well. So, I, maybe My, we should... This isn't going to deal with a question, though. Like, because that's obviously... this. The way I want to talk about it is just how that allows for some of the actual platforming or like the mechanical sections to be interesting and different yes um so, yeah because quite often you'll get to a point a point where you're like i need to get up there 
but obviously I can't reach it up there. And so you look around the environment and you'll see something and go, I wonder if I can capture that. And you throw your hat at it and sure enough you can. And then you're able to jump higher or you're able to hover, you're able to swim. Um, yeah, it's just that little thing that just mixes it up just enough. Like you have you have a lot of things you can do as Mario, but sometimes when you figure out that you can capture a bullet bill, for example, and just oh, yeah. fly across somewhere, you're like, oh, yes, yes, this. It's, it's Ch- like flicking the chain chomps is great as well. Oh, I love that. Uh, it's almost like, because you've always had that, 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 that mechanic in Mario games, and that they're usually through items. So you usually get like, you know, your Tanuki suit, you get like your cape, uh, your fire flower, all those kinds of like classic um, abilities that you would get from items and power-ups. Um, but now they've sort of sort of flipped that on its head, pun intended, uh, and you uh, have you have access to all of those. You just got to know what you can and can't capture, and it's sort of it's this fun game of like trial and error of trying to go around and throwing your hat at different things to try and see if you can take it over. Um, and and that- I liked it. I do think that even though, uh, like, I didn't have many moments where I was just throwing my cap at objects. Like it was usually pretty clear what i would be able to capture and stuff which i liked right yeah exactly but i mean there's always fun that once you've you've done the obvious one you always have that moment of like i wonder if i could throw it at this oh i can awesome now i'm this well, yeah like 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 when i first figured out that you could, if you you know how you like throw that cappy and hold down the button from to spin on the spot oh yep 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 yeah like when i found out that there are shining points but if you throw cappy on that and hold it down you generally get a moon for it yeah, I, I I gathered that was the case. I think I've done maybe one of those, but I yeah, yeah I I sort of forget about that 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 element sometimes. Um, but yeah, like there's so much, I, there's so much that you can you can capture and 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 play around with, like the RC cars are one of my favorites. I really like that. Not crazy about the controls, but it is fun. It I got I it took me a little while to adjust to it, but once I adjusted to it, I think my my current I've only did it a couple of times, but I think my current score is like twenty eight seconds. You're gonna you're gonna get on those leaderboards, Joel. Yeah, man. That's that's it. Have you have you done the jump rope challenge yet? I've done the jump rope one as well. I've done the uh in the sand. What'd you get up to? I think Oh, I can't remember. I got I did pretty well actually. I wanna say like I think I got to I think yeah. I, wanna, I wanna say like maybe sixty. I don't know. Okay, cool. I got to I got to eighty, and then I was oh, just. Nice. The only reason I kept going back to it was because one of the guys nearby was like, oh, "I wonder if anyone's ever gotten a hundred jumps," and that's when I knew that a hundred jumps will be a goddamn moon. Yep, that's it. I was like, gonna get a hundred. Gotta get a hundred. Um, that's well, that's another really cool thing about this game too. Is like there's there's people around that talk. You can see like speech bubbles of people talking and. And they'll often give you hints about what you need to do or what you would need specifically to get to a certain area. And so it's sort of that really cool, like, um, visual storytelling, almost, I guess you would say, even though it is just basic, basic storytelling. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I did that. Have you done the, the beach volleyball one? That was another one that's a really fun challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I did do, I've done, I'm trying to think of the challenges I've done. I've done a beach volleyball John Probe, RC car. Yep. I did a Cooper race. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, which again, like if 
like I had a feeling it'd be there after Mario 64. I'm like, well, look at all the stuff that's here. Cooper races are going to be somewhere. Exactly. And the way they bring him back is very fun. Okay. And well, I'm trying to think. There's something else I feel like I did one of the earlier kingdoms, but I can't remember. Yeah, I, it, I feel like there's something else. There's just well. there's so many little things to do, and the leaderboards are a nice little incentive to be like, all right, where am I at among my friends? Yep. You currently, I'm not great in many of them, but jump rope, I think I was number one on my list of 80s. So hey, come at me, guys. All right, it's on. So I got a nine. I got like I got like 12 hours on a plane. So I'm just just for I'm jump rope. Focus on jump rope. Yeah, <laughs> we a jump rope master by the end of the time we get to Japan. Um, oh god. I'm doomed. <laughs> but I won't be connected to the internet, so I won't be able to upload my scores. So. But when you get back, though, it will, and then it'll update. Like, yeah, flush it up there. Um, all right, what else What, what else are we, we missing about uh, Mario Odyssey that's just... I think we've touched on most of it. Again, it's one of those things where, like, the meat of the discussion will become when you finish. So yeah. we can start talking about, like, favorite kingdoms, like if there's any particular moons you really liked getting. But, like, the general overview is this game is incredible. Yep. It's as incredible as I'd hoped it would be. It's the Mario game I've waited for since, even though as, as much as I love Galaxy 1 and 2, like, this is the one I've been waiting for since 64. Yep. And it's just, it warms my heart. It's been helping me deal with no packs. It's insane to think that uh, Nintendo's, like, nailed it twice this year. First with Breath of the Wild, you know, being, you know, having so much hype building up to it and so much like, you know, people from impressions that uh, people had had leading up to that game's release and then finally getting hands-on with it and going, oh, wait, no, they were all correct, and then some. Like, there was still so much to discover about that game. Uh, and I feel the same about Mario Odyssey. There's just so much to explore, and it doesn't feel tedious. It doesn't feel like, oh, God, I've got to get this thing over here now. It just everything is fun. Everything is so much fun to do. That doesn't make sense. That's just... Everything is so much fun to do. That's probably a better way to put it. The joy is unending, and Nintendo have somehow put themselves in a position where they have two very strong Game of the Year contenders. Oh, yeah. In a year where I'm like, yeah, like, games have been incredible. Like, I really like Persona and Nier Automata and all that. But these are two Nintendo-developed games. Yep. They're just like, yeah, we're two of the best, whatever. It's like, whoa, all right, Nintendo, we get it. You are the best publisher out there. You just are. Best publisher developer. Oh, boy. Just on the sheer amount of hits they have put out this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, with a, with a console that's just going from strength to strength, and then, and then, you know, these, these AAA games that are coming out of Nintendo, like first-party games, they are just absolutely crushing it. Um, yeah. It's it's a good time to be a Nintendo, like, fan. It just is. It's about, it's about time, Kyron. It's about time. <laughs> we've wait, oh, we've, we've yeah, done the hard we're... slog. We were we're we were due for a good time. Alrighty, now we've got all that nice Mario goodness out of the way, and uh, we're feeling pretty happy on top of the world. Um, Mario Odyssey gonna... discussion part one. <laughs> yeah, part one. We we will return to this, um, whether it be in a few weeks' time or whether it be at the end of the year for Game of the Year. Probably both, I would say. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that once I've I've gotten a little bit further, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so we a couple of things happened this week. Uh, obviously, just after PAX, we had uh, Paris Games Week kicked off, uh, which was pretty exciting. And Sony uh, were hyping it up. They were they were tooting their own horn about this. They really were. Yeah. So they basically tweeted out saying that you know E3 was only half the story. I think was the tweet they put out. 
It was, and then there was also a, 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 some 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 whispers, some rumors that announcements had been moved from PSX to Paris Games Week as well. Right. Okay. Um, which is interesting because I want I want to ask, what do you think? How how do you think PSX is going to go after after the stuff that they talked about at Paris Games Week? But um, yeah, so. Uh, Sony had a, uh, a press conference where they showed off a whole bunch of new games. Uh, they did it a was pre-show really as well. Short. <laughs> it was short. Uh, the pre-show was longer, and they had quite a lot in the pre-show as well. A couple yeah. of, actually, a couple of interesting things that I'm excited for. So that was um, that was fun. Let's be honest; like the pre-show wasn't what people were there for. Oh no, of, of course not. But the fucking stuff that was in the pre-show, there was some stuff there. I'm like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. They had room um, in their main presentation for it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's very true, and they the. the they had every right to have them in there in the the pre-show, um, so I mean, let's start with that. I mean, there were a few things. There was a whole bunch of VR stuff. I skipped um, it, so this is all. Yeah, you. okay. There's a there's a few VR stuff because I watched it live. Um, and Loco Rico two, they re- the remaster's coming out. It's like, yep, cool. Never played Loco Rico. Um, uh, seeing a trailer for the Gardens Between, which was playable at PAX, made me go, "Fuck, I wish I'd played that because it looks great." Um. But yeah, that's that's coming out twenty eighteen. Uh, Sims four. Uh, I, I there's someone in my household that's very excited for that. So um, there's a new tennis game. Um, there's a few things like that. Uh, they showed off a lot, a, a bit more of the um, not a hero Resident Evil seven uh, DLC. Um, and yeah, but the two notable ones that I oh actually and uh, the Hong Kong massacre, which looked like a top down. Um, it, it's, it's like if Hotline Miami was made by John Woo, basically. That's what it looked like to me. Um, which I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll get behind that. That's a game that I could definitely see myself playing. Um, but yeah, so the the notable ones, uh, there was two. So at the start of the conference, the way that at the start of the pre-show, the way they kicked it off was with a game announcement, um, and it was for uh, Guacamole Two, and I am super stoked that this is happening because uh, I fucking loved the first Guacamelee game. I think it was the first game I ever finished on my Vita. Uh, it was a fun sort of, if you're not familiar with Guacamelee, it was a uh, a luchador Mexican Day of the Dead themed uh, like Metroidvania uh, with some really great humor and great writing and a beautiful art style and really fun mechanics that I, I really enjoyed playing that game. Um and the first one had like two player co-op as well and it was just and they kept adding to it as well. Drinkbox Studios are just one of those studios that every time they release something it's like it's it's worth checking out for whatever reason because I mean Severed still I I need to go back and play more of that but Severed is such a great game as well. Um but yeah, so Guacamole 2 is coming out. Uh it's going to have four player co-op which looks like madness, but I'm pretty pretty excited for that. Um Seems like it's going to expand on the story a little bit more. Uh, there wasn't really much hinted at storyline-wise. It just showed a whole bunch of gameplay from it. Uh, it's still bright and colourful. Still got that amazing art style. Uh, and no release date or anything for that. I think it's coming sometime. That's what they said. At the, the end of the trailer, said, coming soon. And then it sort of slotted across and said, ish. So soon-ish. Which uh, gives be- us nothing to go by. No, no. It could, be, it could be in a month's time. It could be like this time next year. Who knows? Uh, but look, I I will wait patiently for that because um, Drinkbox don't release games until they're ready, uh, and when they do release them, they are ready. Like they are good games. 
So I wonder what the platform rules are going to be with this because I want it on Switch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, me, me too. Like, obviously, like you know, if it's going to be like some sort of exclusive to PlayStation, I highly doubt it. it, it the very least, it'll be PlayStation and PC. I, you would think. Um, but oh, yeah, because um, Sony don't consider PC a competitor. No, oh, well, fucking idiots. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, but if it does come to the Switch, I mean, was Guacamole on on? Heck, Wii U? Yeah. Oh, actually. See, I can't remember because I know I bought it on PS3 and then port, bought the upgrade on PS4. Yeah. I mean, uh, Drinkbox for... put Severed on Switch, so... That's true. That's very true. I th- I, I, I can't remember if, if Guacamelee was on there or whether the Guacamelee characters were in Runbo on the they Wii They were definitely U. in Runbo. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm getting confused with. But... I don't know. It might be on. It might be on the Wii U. Anyway, I I wouldn't be surprised if we do see it pop up on the Switch because it is a perfect Switch game. Like I said, I finished the first one on Vita, um, because I got it. I think it was a Plus game. It was a Plus game, I think. Mm, so I picked it up uh, uh, when it was a Plus game. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I'll keep my eyes and ears uh, open for that one. I like uh, the first Guacamelee, so it's on my radar. That's for sure. Oh yeah. It was a Plus, fun game. I, just, so I can't fun. ever pass up a potentially good Metroidvania. I just cannot hey. do it. And, I mean, the first Guacamelee was, was a really tight Metroidvania. It was fun. Um, yeah, it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I, I, this sort of came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, shit, I, I'm so excited for this. Give me it now. Um, but, yeah, so uh, the other game, which was announced at the end of of the pre-show just before the, um, the main, uh, the main event started was, uh, Splunky 2. Uh, I played again, a lot of Splunky on my Vita. I wasn't very good at it cause that game is fucking hard. Um, yeah, I was it's sort of like a, Splunky. yeah, it's like a dungeon crawling sort of, uh, uh, one to four player co-op, uh, Spelunky Co-op, in air quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes sometimes other players were much more of a hindrance than they were a help. But, uh, yeah, so it's coming to PS4 in 2018. Um, it looks to be set, uh, obviously, after uh, the original Spelunky, and you uh, look like you're playing as the daughter of the main character from the first game. Um, and it, the way the trailer goes, it says something at the end of, like, uh, so as things move on, uh, she looked to the stars. Joel, we so, are going to be going spelunking on the moon. I think so, because the and the the uh, the the logo for it is Spelunky Two, and behind the two is the moon. So, moon spelunking. Uh, I can only imagine what kind of chaos is going to be, uh, occur on there with some sort of like low gravity situation as oh well. Oh god, I didn't even consider the gravity. Yeah, low gravity oh. stuff is going to be a massive factor. I think if that's where we're going. Um, I do like that they used, uh, like, the, the line, the walls are shifting again uh, to promote it, which I thought that was really cool because that's what happens every time I think you, you die or you got to a, a new point, a new level in the in the uh, the underground labyrinth from Spelunky. It, it would say the walls are shifting again, basically saying that the map has completely changed because uh, it's procedurally generated. Um, not a lot to go there by. It's just, yeah, 2018 for PS4. Um, I'm assuming that's going to come out on other platforms as well. Uh, but yeah, I, 
I'll play it. But Spelunky is a great little time waster game. Again, it's I on was Switch. so bad at Spelunky one. So <laughs> so bad. I was so bad at Spelunky one. I never got. I hardly got anywhere with it. But it was one of those games that I would just go back to when I'm like, I feel like playing something, but I don't really feel like I don't know what I want to play. And I just be like, oh, Spelunky. Yeah, I'll give that a go. Um, and I remember watching. I think one of Danny O'Dwyer's no clip documentaries. They had uh, the developer. Um, the head developer from that on one of them. It was one of the indie ones where they had Jonathan Blow and that guy from Spelunky and someone else. And they were talking to... Oh, the guy from Frog Factions. That's right. Oh, Frog Factions. Jeez. Yeah. So it was... It was um, yeah, those those three are, are, are one of their, their, their documentaries about indie games. Um, and I watched a part of that, but the, the, the developer from, uh, Spelunky seemed like a really nice dude. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty ex- excited for that, but you know, that was the pre-show. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Was, you know, a lot of like, yeah, okay, sure. Why not? Um, but yeah, those two were my, my highlights from that, um, that pre-show, uh, little package that we got, but yeah. Kyron. But yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say you're gonna get saved, but we're gonna get to the meat of it now. Exactly. So, uh, look, I, I don't think it was as hype as Sony maybe wanted it to be, but there was a lot of cool shit that got announced. Uh, most That's notably, the problem. Like, when Sony yeah. posted that tweet, and they they knew very well what that tweet would do. People went into like overdrive, really. Like, oh yeah, yeah. E3 was only half the story. Of course, people are going to get excited. And they said they would reveal seven new games or something. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was seven new new, yeah. new things. Yeah. And then the internet was exploding because they oh that's all the internet yeah. needs to get excited. And that's the thing because in the past when Sony have like Sony have put on amazing press conferences in the last two three years, like they've just absolutely, absolutely kicked goals. Um, and this was a good conference, but I think maybe if we're looking at it through the lens of a Sony conference, it was like, it was like, it was, it was good. Yeah. It was, it, and it like, was solid. I do get it. Cause now Sony has dropped those initial bombs. They're at the point now where they've got to finish those games before they can start dropping more. Exactly. Um, like once so, you see, I think once God of War, Detroit and all those other games come out, then we'll start seeing interesting announcements again. I think so, and I I think yeah, because you can't keep having these big fucking huge announcements. Oh no, no way! You can't do it. You've got to finish the ones that you've announced, and I'm totally okay with them doing that. Um, but even still, we did get some surprises, like the very first thing that they kicked off the show with, um, where we started with a trailer for you know it looks like set in feudal Japan, samurais, and talking about honor and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Um, and then we got a title, which was uh, Ghost of uh, Tsushima, uh, which was, okay, I was like, all right, this looks cool. I'm, I'm interested in that. And then we got a couple of little more shots of action, and then a black screen, and the Sucker Punch logo came up. So It answered the question, Joel, the, mysteri- like the long-running question of what the hell yep. is Sucker Punch doing? This is yep. the answer. This is the answer. And I tell you what, I'm fucking on board with it. I uh, yep, this looks great. <laughs> the trailer was very cool. My main gripe was I was I'm not like I mean I'm gonna get it because first of all feudal Japan also I get to be a samurai oh, sign yeah. me up. But like initially like I think it was only those couple of split seconds of action at the end. I was like I kind of wanted to know how the game plays, but right, honestly yeah. I'm in. I'm absolutely in. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, if you look at like like another one of the games that we we'll we'll touch on like uh, later on in this conference, uh, like Last of Us Two, the bits of information we've seen from that, it's been no gameplay whatsoever. But I guess we we do know what yeah. to expect from that because it's 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 a sequel to a game that we've already played. But yeah, um, and like I think that's why I'm interested in this because it it does feel like it's Sucker Punch is doing something new because yeah. Infamous and Sly Cooper are very much sort of platforming games like infamous maybe more so less so i don't know what you would really classify that as like it has action but it's more so like superpower so like range sort of stuff i don't know yeah this is gonna be very melee and i'm keen to see how it plays yep 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 um and i think it's probably good that they they probably wanted to get away from that sort of infamous vibe after maybe the the reception of like especially second son because like i think a lot of people critically liked that game but it wasn't i mean it didn't set the world on fire it, it didn't do much for me but even if that game was a success like that was i mean i did infamous one infamous two infamous second sun and then infamous first light they and were probably festival ready of blood to, in there as well yeah yeah festival of blood they're probably ready for something new and this ticks all those boxes yeah um but yeah so this is what they've been working on for three and a half years already so because um, so they did I, say in the in the post conference stuff, they had like a whole bunch of developer interviews with some of the games, and one of them was from Sucker Punch, and they said, "Yeah, they've been working on this game for three and a half years, so it's a long time." Do, do you? you reckon, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, do you think it'll be open world or? I don't know. The infamous games have been open world. That's all. Yeah, uh, yeah. If this, I, I'd not. I don't want to get my hopes too high up, but. If this is somehow, like, maybe not scope-wise, but at least detail-wise, like, Witcher level of, like, I can just sort of live as a samurai in feudal Japan, yep. oh, that's that's tempting, and I That'd want be that cool. to be it. On the other hand, I can would I just be... Can I be a wandering samurai? Like, that, oh, yes, yeah. just that. On the other hand, I'm, I'm that, that sounds great, but on the other hand, I'd also be okay with them doing a very, like linear uncharted-esque experience as well with that and i'm really focusing on telling like a a really solid narrative and um i feel like if they go that way the combat has to become the centerpiece and that goes more down the ninja gaiden neo sort of style which is i'm also keen with don't get me wrong yeah and if it's if it's a more like accessible um combat system that we've seen in those types of games then yeah fuck yeah that sounds great um, regardless, this is definitely something that should be on your radar uh, if you own a PlayStation 4, because holy hell, um, I'm pretty excited for it. And some of the, like, I mean, it was, it, there were CG trailers, but like, man, some of the visuals were stunning. Like, the one that keeps sticking out in my mind is when he, uh, the, lights the, like, the lantern on the lake. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, just beautiful. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Ghost of Tsushima is absolutely on my list of things to keep an eye on. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're about to hit the age of the samurai, car, and I think we're gonna we're we're gonna be seeing a lot of samurai games and things. We've already had Neo, and I guess For Honor as well, and now this coming Ooh. whenever it's coming. Um, maybe, maybe only Musha will come back. <laughs> maybe, maybe or Tenchu. Tenchu. Geez, maybe we'll get Tenchu. that from software. Some from software Tenchu game. Um, I mean, yes, that would be great. <laughs> but I mean. Maybe I, I somehow think they wouldn't do it because they're like, no, ben, like Tecmo Koei has Neo. We don't. That's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
No. Nah. <laughs> but who knows? It's, like, it's from software. They're doing, license, yeah. they're working on three things, and I don't know what any of them are, and I want to know what all of them are. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Game Awards. We'll see. Maybe. Um, the next up, they showed a game. I, I won't talk much about this, but I, I'm pretty excited for this. Um, a game called Concrete Genie. Uh, from uh, I can't remember the company. Pixel Opus. Pixel Opus. Thank you. Uh, who did Entwined? Didn't they? Oh yes. See, I didn't. I didn't recognize the studio name, but that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, again, they had another in the post show. They did. Um, they had a whole bunch of developer interviews, and one of them was Pixel Opus. Uh, and yeah, they were the Entwined guys that made that. Oh, so okay. Entwined this is, is their a cool new game. game. Yeah, I never played it, but it looked it looked really interesting. Uh, it looked really cool. Uh, and this looks great. Um, it's basically like, a, it, this, like the story from the trailer is you get that there's a, a boy who gets bullied by these this gang of uh, teenagers um, and he sort of escapes that by like his artwork and like drawing his book and he finds this magic paintbrush that he can paint stuff on like graffiti on walls and it comes to life and basically you get to paint like new little monster friends that can help you solve puzzles and um, uh, like fight back against the, uh, the bullies and yeah, it just looks like the art style is really really cool um the 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 paintings themselves when they come to life look stunning um it's yeah i've watched this trailer a couple times now and each time i watch it i get something else from it i'm like you know what this is this is you know shooting up on uh the the list on my radar it's pretty interesting so visually it looks very cool i will mm, say that yeah yeah i'm intrigued to see what it's going to be like but you know it's definitely something i'll keep my eye on for sure um. Yeah. So now, next up, they showed out uh, a new PlayLink title, which is uh, Sony's sort of uh, Sony trying to muscle in on that Jackbox market um, by sort of creating these different experiences that you use your like like social games, I guess you could call them, by using your mobile phone as a um as a controller. So we've seen so far, we've seen that's you uh, hidden agenda that's just launched. Uh, there was a knowledge is power, which is by some of the um X Buzz devs um so it's like oh, a trivia buzz. game yeah i know it was probably the closest thing we're going to get to a new buzz game uh and it makes sense to do it this way as well which is actually quite clever but um and i think there's something else as well uh anyway uh they shut off a new one called erica uh and it looks like a, a some sort of like murder mystery it looks like an interactive m- murder mystery movie basically um looks kind of cool um yeah, not much, not a lot to say about it, really. Yeah, it's it's it will apparently run about as long as a movie as well. So, okay, right. which again, I'm not surprised. I that's fair. Yeah. See, I, I look at this and I'm like, hey, that's kind of cool, but I don't know. Like, I would I would rather play a like an Until Dawn sort of sort of like game where your choices will yeah. change the narrative like i just like that and this is like hey i get the appeal like a two-hour thing you might sit down with your friends blast through i don't yep. know if you'll come back to it granted i don't know the overall quality of it but it's always tricky because it, it it's like it's real footage just real actors and all that so i'm like uh, yeah, yeah that's the thing that's sort of making me that's, that's, that's the thing that's making me nervous but um i guess i think the game that you're probably looking for then in terms of like an until dawn sort of thing which is by the until dawn devs but like hidden agenda seems to tick those boxes oh yeah definitely um, hidden, the, hidden, hidden agenda looks interesting i mm. still wish it was a bit more like the original until dawn but it's still on my radar yeah, I definitely want to see it, and the fact that it has like those those hidden agenda cards that people have 
their own specific thing that they need to be trying to achieve, maybe trying to bring the team down or or uh, completing some sort of objective whilst uh, pushing the narrative forward is uh, is interesting. Uh, and I found out too, you can play that competitively and cooperatively as well. So the, the competitive one adds those cards in, I think, and then the co- cooperative one is that you just vote on choices. Um, so there's two different ways you can play Hidden Agenda. But yeah, that was another one, Erica. Then they showed a whole bunch of VR stuff. Which, yeah, sure. Just, yeah. VR's uh, alive. It's hanging in there. Yep, yeah, look, it's fine. I mean, the, the one that sort of stuck out to me is um, the from London Studio, uh, who made The Getaway, which I never played, but it always looked really fun. Uh, was a game called Blood and Truth for VR, and it basically looks like The Getaway in VR. Uh, and again, in one of those dev diaries afterwards, they were saying that the devs were saying, basically, like, if you can think of something cool that you would do in an action movie, you can do it in this game. So I, I'm still interested to see how it plays. Cause... So here's the thing. That's a good point. But in that cutscene where you're talking to that guy, can you just shoot him in the face? I wonder. Maybe. Cause It'd be cool it, if you could. That's that's what I would want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Just to see. Um, just to see what happens. Exactly. I mean, hey, man, if they're going to give you that, that, that sort of freedom, I mean, that'd be cool. Um but yeah, it, it looked it looked fun. Uh, but you know, VR don't have one, so yeah. I uh, I'm always cautious as well. Like, will that be like? Is that going to be all free movement? Will it, I assume it's going to be teleporting around? Yeah, that's what I'm I'm interested to see because like uh, those guys also did the um, I think one of the best received ones from PlayStation VR Worlds, which was the um, the London Heist. The um the it was basically like a a shooting gallery, but it was it had like a narrative. You play through certain stages where you're in a car, and then you were shooting behind like a desk and and things like that. Oh um, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing that one. Yeah, so I think that and I think that was a lot of people's favorite from that that bundle. Everyone sort of went, "Oh, cool!" And I think this is sort of a natural next step progression from um from that same team taking what they've learned by doing that first experience and maybe shaping it in something maybe a little bit more substantial. But who knows? Um, cool. Uh, next up, we got a whole bunch of uh, third party stuff. Uh, so uh, we mostly, saw mostly pretty meh. Yeah, like the, there was a trailer for Far Cry Five. Them saying that the entire campaign was co op, which is great. Um, it we both played Far Cry Five. I'm still pretty excited for it. So uh, if we both pick it up, it'd be fun to play some co op together. I think. Um, yeah, I just if it, if it wasn't a Feb game, if it wasn't a February game, I would probably yeah. pick it up. Yeah. But it is a February game, and it's nestled between some big ones. Yeah, we'll see how I go. I, de- I, it's definitely one that I is high on my priority list, but I just don't know how high. Um, we saw a trailer for uh, the first Destiny Two DLC, which is the uh, Curse of Osiris, uh, which pretty good looking trailer. I'm, uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll come back, Bungie. I mean, it's one of those things, like, whenever Destiny chooses to do a story trailer, it's always funny. And I, I've seen a lot of people saying this, and it's and it's specifically about this trailer, but also in general in this game. Like, when it cuts to Ikora Ray, and she's like, I need to talk to you, but keep it between us. I'm like, yeah, yeah, me and the other four or five million Guardians certainly won't talk about what you're talking to me about in private with each other. It'll be a secret with the five million guardians that we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, eh, it's, guys, yeah. that's not a great angle to approach your narrative because I'm not buying it. 
Yeah, yeah. It sort of breaks you out of it a little bit. Um, but I tell you what, Osiris has got some pretty fucking sweet gear. His ghost looks very cool. His ghost looks cool. His fucking helmet looks unreal. I was totally on board. I mean, the Osiris gear was always cool. It was always locked yeah, behind true. the hard stuff. And this might be a good way to let some scrubs like us get some Osiris gear. Yeah, just by playing through some story missions. Um, Obviously, it uh, won't be as cool as a proper Osiris gear, but I'll take what I can get. I, I look, I'll take, I'll take Scrub Lord fucking Osiris gear. Give me that shit. Um, but yeah, so that's coming out on December fifth uh, for PlayStation Four. I think we get it first. Oh, oh, I maybe. I didn't it, it might, like say, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to say that for sure because I don't think it's a like. It didn't mention it like Call of Duty did with its DLC. Yeah, well, that was another thing we talked it, about oh, as well. It was so bad. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. The next trailer straight after that was Call of Duty World War Two's mm-hmm. like a, a new one, and it was a trailer I was sort of watching, going, "Oh, this looks this looks not bad," and then as it ends. There's a splash screen for the season pass. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm out. I'm so far out. Man, that's that's fucking that's Call of Duty for you. And then that game's, that game's like, out right it, now. It it is. It went live a couple of hours ago. And then after mm-hmm. that, after that splash screen for the season pass, there was a mini video just saying, hey, also the first DLC comes January 30th, first to PS4. And by that point, I was just like, no, Activision, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not buying this game. I wasn't going to, but, like, if they could, like, market it to me right, I'd be interested. But the way they just were like, season pass, DLC in January, thank you very much. I was like, nope, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Look, Gonna have yeah. to pass. Wasn't great. Wasn't great. Uh, but we also got another Monster World, uh, Monster Hunter World trailer. Um, it just sort of showed up a whole bunch more gameplay. Oh. Uh, and things I get... loved. Things I loved about that trailer. So, okay. the hunter character got knocked on their ass a lot, which yep. is going to happen. Yep. But just so many cool little shots of just the monsters going at one another, and it, yep, it's just like as I want to play the demo last week, and like I've dabbled in Monster Hunter in the past. It's the favorite. The best thing about those games is just how sometimes you're a character in this world. And these creatures are also in this world, and they may ignore you until you yep. engage them. And it's yep. just really cool. Yeah, it feels like a living, breathing, breathing world. That's, um, yeah, that's important in a game like Monster Hunter to have that sort of feeling of like this. This is a world where I'm here trying to achieve an objective, but there are there's also so much other stuff going on. Um, and props to the devs as well because people have been asking asking them about microtransactions recently. I think. Yep. And then it's like, why? We want people to play our game because they like our game. We don't yep. want to offer them time savers. We want them to keep playing our game because they're enjoying it. I'm like, yes. Round Perfect. of applause for you, Capcom. Love Monster it. Hunter team. I love, love you it. guys. Um, but we also got another little surprise at the end. Uh, two. The week, well, two, yes. Uh, the one the one that uh, I was sort of excited for was the fact that... Um, uh, is getting a crossover with Horizon Zero Dawn. So Aloy is going to be in Monster Hunter, which makes complete sense to me. I was like, yep, that, yeah, her moveset seems to be like that would make sense. Um, so I'm pretty, pretty keen for that because I quite enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn. So, um, it's cool. Yeah. I, I would prefer to play as my own 
hunter though my own yeah that's character. fair that's fair i might have like a second character i'd start and just play play around with her for a little bit but um yeah she looked like she just fit in perfectly because i mean th- that was the thing about um horizon zero dawn it did have that sort of monster hunter vibe to it in some aspects um a very very light version of it but and they obviously weren't going for that um sort of inspiration i guess but it was there uh and also we're getting a uh open beta in yeah Je- so plus december plus owners we to yeah do it download a beta i think it's december 9th i want to say around yeah there. yeah it's something like that um yeah so if you're a plus subscriber jump in and try it out i'll, I'll be doing it for sure yeah me too because i didn't play it on the weekend so i'll definitely be playing <laughs> it and giving it a go that's that's what i liked as well because it gives everyone a chance to just play it to try the yep. game and yep. Monster Hunter World is poised to real because Monster Hunter is obviously hugely successful in Japan, mm-hmm. but I, the series hasn't. I don't think it's managed to find a good foothold in the West. Like the games have done well enough. I know a lot of people who enjoy them, but I yep. think Monster Hunter World is this series franchise's chance to really hit the big time over here. Yeah, so I think that with the, with the Monster Hunter games, the barrier of entry is relatively high. Um, just cause oh, yeah, it, like... it, it can seem super overwhelming. Uh, and this seems to make, like, from what I've heard, seems to be a lot more streamlined and a little bit more aimed at, um, getting those new players in the door without yeah. sacrificing too much. There's a lot of just general quality of life improvements. Like, as you said, like the Monster Hunter series is typically, but the barrier of entry is high because you have to really, like getting into that game takes time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, it takes, it takes time to get all that gear and all that kind of, uh, those skills to, to take down the bigger monsters and, and really have those epic moments. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yes, we also got a look at, uh, some more of the first party offerings from Sony. Um, so we got a new Spider-Man trailer. Uh, it was a bit more story story focused. Yeah. Um, which is good. I, I I mean I'm super keen for this game. Like I'll I'll buy the shit out of it whenever it comes out. Like as soon as that game I mean, goes live, I'm buying it because it's, it's this gonna is, be great. This is feeling like a a late 2018 game. Yeah. So yeah, I think so. Um, considering we only just saw it for the first time earlier this year, uh, it looks it looks relatively dumb. But I mean. It's only a small slice of the game, so we're not seeing much more from it. Plus, it's always it's always tough with open world games. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, we we still only got a 2018 again. Just no no narrowed down window or anything. Just still 2018. So sometime next year, we'll be playing Spider Man from Insomni- Insom- uh, Insomniac. Um, but yeah. Uh, it looks good. Like Mary Jane was there, Miles Morales yep. was there, Osborne, yeah. Kingpin. Was there a brief shot of Shocker as well? I think there was. Yes, I think he box. showed up for a li- yeah, for a very brief second. So we, we, we've already seen in the uh, the previous ones we've seen um, uh, Kingpin, and now obviously Norman Osborn's there, and then we've got Mister Negative, who seems to be like the overarching villain of the piece. Um, and then yeah, that brief glimpse of Shocker. So who knows how many villains are going to be in this game. This is the moment. This is the moment, Sony, where you're allowed to put multiple enemies in. <laughs> Not, Not like in the, the movies. fucking movies. 
Don't do it in the movies, do it in the games, because you've got more time to explore it. Anyway, um, yeah, so Plus, I, like in, I said... Uh, in a game, you can have a, a baddie show up for a fight. Yeah, exactly. You can have those moments where you're like, oh, look, it's that character, and you can do those like really obscure ones as well, and do that sort of like fan service moments yeah. uh, without having to sacrifice anything, uh, which is it's good. In fact, I, I quite like it when games do that, but yeah, not in movies. Um, but yeah, uh, look again, whenever this game comes out, I'm, I'm buying it. I'm absolutely buying it because if they can nail what it feels like to fly around New York city as Spider-Man, then I'm done. I mean, that's all I, if I can get that, that's all I want. Even if the rest of the game isn't great, if I can yeah. just swing around that city and it feels good, then I'm, I'm happy. I'm satisfied. I'm content. That's- that's all you need to do in a Spider-Man game, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it looks like there's a little bit of a little bit of like you know narrative substance there as well. Oh which yeah. Is good. Um, I'm intrigued which... by the scenes we saw of Peter Parker. That was the part I was one of the parts I was interested to see more of to see how yeah. much of your time you'll be as Peter. And that's that's exciting. And maybe you've got like, parts there where you've got to have like you know conversations with people and certain uh, dialogue options. Um, uh good name for podcast uh <laughs> yeah so like you're having those moments maybe where you've got to might shape the story maybe not significantly but like having your own spin on your peter parker maybe yeah which would be cool um but yeah uh now this next trailer had a little bit of controversy around it this is one of the two trailers that had controversy around it coming out of paris games week in Sony's conference, but um, we saw another trailer for Detroit Become Human from Quantic Dream and David Cage. Um, again, this trailer made me very sad that I didn't play it on the weekend because um, this trailer was great. We uh, we saw Kara, uh, who was the original. She was the missing link so far. She hadn't exactly. Shown up. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, oh shit, it's her, it's Kara. Um, so if you don't, if you're not aware, um, the original tech demo. For that was released before we knew that uh, Detroit Become Human was a thing, was a, a short tech demo called Kara. Um, and, yeah, she's made her appearance in this game finally. Because um, in, in typical fashion that uh, uh, Quantic Dream do with most of their tech demos, because I think, what was the one for Heavy Rain that we got? Heavy Rain was the audition. That's right. Which, yep. and the character, the, the actor in that ended up being... One of the characters in Scott Shelby's story, whose name escapes me. Yep. Uh, and then we got... There was one for Beyond Two Souls as well, I believe. I don't remember a Beyond Two Souls one. But, like, okay, it could have not. It could have been the case. Like, yep. It seems to be... It's, it's almost like how um, uh, Capcom did with uh, Resident Evil 7 as well, where they released Kitchen. Um, oh, yeah, and then it became, like... Uh, and then um, it was like, yeah. So it... it, um, it and PT. Yeah, PT, Karen. Yeah, uh, maybe. No, never. The Silent Hill game I never got. Thanks, yep. Konami. The fucking Kojima Norman Reedus. No, was Del Toro involved in that as well? Del Toro was involved, I'm yeah, pretty that's sure. Right. It was yeah. going to be the... It was going to be the Silent Hill game of dreams, but we didn't get it because we're not allowed to have nice things. It's all right. We might, we'll, we might get Death Stranding one day. Oh, we're going to get Death Stranding, but it's not going to be a, a Silent Hill game I still dream yeah. of sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, but 
so the Detroit Become Human uh, trailer basically was uh, Kara was uh, obviously she's an android. Um, so androids aren't they in this? No. Oh, can't remember the name of what they actually are. I can't it's... remember, but let's just say Let... maybe. Yeah, let's go Android. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, they're not yeah. cyborgs, that's for sure. They're not cyborgs, no. no I, think they're not, I wouldn't say they're robots either, really. No, 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 because no, they've got, yeah, that's the whole point of this game is they're starting to become sentient, I guess. Human. <laughs> yeah, human. They're becoming human. Um, yeah, so she's been uh, been brought home to a, a house that looks like with a single uh, single father and his daughter, and he sort of barks orders her and says, you're here to clean, put her to bed, make sure she's fine, cook dinner, all that sort of stuff. And she's like, yep, no worries. Um, and as the trailer goes on, we see that uh, the the father is not entirely uh, stable, I guess is probably a, the best way to put it. Um, and things transpire. There's a, a, a spot of domestic violence, and... Yeah, so uh, some people were, were, and we're not entirely okay with that, um, but I think this trailer was excellent. It's tricky, because yeah, the trailer, it does its job of making you want to buy the game. Yeah, exactly. It, but it's, it's like, always, uh, domestic violence is, it's tricky, it really is. And with no, with no sort of warning before it either, um which, again, we'll come back to another trailer we'll talk about later. Um, yeah, like, that. It, even just, like, you know, the following contains images that may be confronting or some that may distress certain viewers. Like, It also doesn't help that David Cage has been sort of responding to, again, in typical David Cage fashion, hasn't been responding... He's been responding to some of the criticisms pretty flippantly. Like, there's an interview up with uh, Eurogamer where he's asked about it, and he's sort of, he's just like, someone, the question is, um, domestic abuse and child abuse is quite extreme as these things go, and David Cage responds with, let me ask you a que- you, this question. Would you ask this question to a film director or to a writer? Would you? The guy says yes, and Cage says, you would ask the same question. And he says, yes, I'd ask the same question. God damn like, it. why is it interesting to you, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's just the way he's sort of, He's not taking on board. People are like, he he says that it, the context is important to understand it, but you can't get that context in like a short trailer. So it's, yeah. I don't know. He he could be approaching it better, but after after playing the game last week and seeing this trailer play out, I was like, well, yeah, I want to get into that section and obviously save that that girl. But mm-hmm. and there are some things that are interesting, like and slap that piece of shit father around a little bit yeah if, if he's if he's lucky he'll get slapped yeah but like there were little things i liked like when he said don't move and you could clearly see it in the interface kara was unable to move she had to sort of push against it to sort of break that command which i'm, I'm sort of interested to see more of that sort of stuff yeah that that was the thing that intrigued me as well um and it happened obviously again you later are in the program well. to obey mm, yeah um Oh man, I'm I'm pretty excited for this game. So uh, we got. Uh, I hope it's good. I hope it's good as well. I really do hope it's good. Um, it's going to be in spring 2018. That's um, like for you know the uh, northern hemisphere. So for us, that means our autumn. Um, so I'm banking this going to be a February, March, or even like the May slot as well. 
Where, yeah, I think um, God of War's got March locked in, locked down for sure. I think so. I think so. Uh, which we did see a little bit more from God of War as well. It was really um, brief. I again, I'm not. I didn't take much away from it. It was, it was brief, mostly. Yeah. It showcased some combat. It looks pretty good, but like I don't know. Like it was too brief to really take anything away from it. Uh, I was. I was like, yeah, this looks like great combat, but yeah, it was very brief. Um, seeing a little bit of the back and forth between Kratos and and the the kid. Uh, whoever it is, um, was kind of fun as well. Uh, like when the, the the giant demon thing starts coming towards them, and he's like, "Oh my, you know, oh they 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 I've, they've it's been told that they can like suck the the soul out of you, and you you'll oh, there was the no Valhalla, either. yeah, the soul is like there's no Valhalla, no no nothing for us, it's just death." And then it goes over and opens the door and walks out. And Kratos is like, "Huh," and then the kid goes, "Yeah." My mum always made them out to be a lot more terrifying than I guess they actually are. It's like, all right, that's kind of funny. Like, um, but yeah, so uh, I think we got. Uh, did they say anything? Release date it was, was er- it? early. It was early twenty eighteen. So that was the one that was tw- early twenty eighteen. Yeah, um, that's why I feel like that's closer than Detroit. Yeah, and I mean they've obviously been working on that God of War game for a while. I suppose you know, Detroit's been worked on for a while as well. Who knows? Oh, God, who knows? That's the thing as well, actually. Like, sure, they both have been on worked on for a while, but the new God of War game feels more different to the other God of War games. Yep. At least to me, versus Detroit compared to Beyond Two Souls. Like, it's still... Detroit, I played it, and I'm still like, yeah, this is, this is a Quantic Dream game. I'm still holding down, like, flicking joysticks to interact with things and stuff, but the God of War game looks slower... And more, I don't know, like, it's hard to describe how it looks, because obviously we can't say much about playing it, but yeah. it definitely looks different versus, it looks, like, the typical hack and slash. It looks less, like, frantic than, yeah, than the, that God of War, just get in and just murder heaps of people as quickly as you can. Um, But, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I'm fucking super ready for a new God of War game. Fucking crazy Viking mythology God of War, yes. Norse, Norse mythology is the shit. Yeah, and I'm fucking keen a. as hell for this. Yeah, fucking super keen. Um, uh, Shadow of Colossus new trailer. It looks pretty. <laughs> it looks very pretty. Uh, Shadow of a Colossus is one of the greats, and if you didn't play it on PS2, you have to play this version. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I didn't say in the actual trailer itself, but uh, after the the trailer came out and it was popped on YouTube. In the uh, in the like description, it basically said February sixth, twenty eighteen, it's coming out. So yeah, that's when you'll be able to get hands on the uh, the shiny new remaster of of Shadow of the Colossus. Well, not remaster, man. Like here's if like his, remake. Sorry, yes, it's a remake, and yeah. it, it looks stunning. I'm so happy that Blue Point have gotten this chance because they uh, yep. they have been the king of the remasters. Like, yeah. Easily, and never have gotten the chance to like build a remake of a classic game. Like, I, I hope they get a new IP chance next because I reckon these guys will do a good job. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, cool. So next up, we've got Last of Us Two, Last of Us Part Two, uh, which rounded out the show, um, and. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by saying this trailer confused me. 
I like the Why trailer. I like the trailer. Now I know what game it's for. Because well, hang Sony, on, hang, have... on, hang on, what did you think it was for? Days Gone. No way. Like there is such a gap in the quality of this versus what I've seen of Days Gone. Yeah, well, it's... okay. For starters, it didn't help that I was watching it on a stream. So the quality wasn't coming through as much. Oh, okay. Yeah. So while I was watching it live, uh, re-watching it again now, I'm like, oh, obviously. Um, but I kept flip-flopping. I'm like, oh, Last of Us 2. And I'm like, nah, it's got to be Days Gone. No, it's Last of Us 2. No, it's Days Gone. And I kept flip-flopping until a certain point um, where I was like, okay, no, I think... I think we're in Last of Us 2 now. Yeah, I think this is what we're doing. And then finally got the screen at the end. And and sure enough, it was. Um, what a what a trailer. <laughs> if you thought, uh, yeah, if you thought it's intense. Detroit, yeah, if you thought the Detroit Become Human trailer that was shown earlier on was, um, was full on, this is, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, we shouldn't compare the two. Domestic violence is yeah. pretty full on. Yeah, absolutely, and it, I, and, and it, I think that that was also terrifying in its own right because it was implied. You never saw what happened, which that is even more terrifying than actually seeing it. But also, seeing physical violence against someone, especially when it's just completely guttural and brutal, as it was in this uh, Last of Us Part Two trailer. Um, if you haven't seen the trailer, basically, at one point, uh, one of the characters gets held down, uh, and clearly the antagonist of this situation says, clip her wings, uh, and she gets a, uh, is it a hammer? I think It's a hammer. Yeah, hammer to the arm, and basically, yeah. Oh, it's actually making my skin crawl thinking about it. It was just, oh, full on. Um... But yeah, it's it's got it's got all the all the trappings you would expect from uh, a trailer like this, where the scenes of brutal violence, like someone almost choking to death by being hung. Um, I mean, the last of a, the last of us was brutal. I, oh yeah, pe- I I wasn't surprised watching this just because of how brutal the violence was in the first game. Yeah, it didn't hold anything back, and I I kind of a- appreciated it for that because it felt more real in the in the sense of like you know it is a a slightly fantastical setting of like there's this virus that's wiped out people and they've been turned into horrible grotesque plant monster things um but it still felt grounded in terms of like you know connecting with the characters and those those real moments felt look those moments felt real because it was like oh you sort of put yourself into your into the shoes of Joel or Ellie in that situation and going, yeah, this is probably how I'd react or, or I'd like to think that's how I'd react. Um, it seems like they're uh, uh, carrying that through with this one. Absolutely. Mm. And it, so it's also worth noting that the, the, the female who was being hung or like attempted to be hung before she was cut down and freed mm-hmm. has been has been garnering some attention as she is being performed by Laura Bailey. Yeah. You don't just give Laura Bailey a nothing role, so she's clearly going to be important to the story. Exactly. So the number one hot tip rumor in the room mill that's going around about it is that it is potentially Ellie's mother. Which I think 
makes sense. Could fill the spot that'll be open when Joel ends up being dead. Yep. Yep. Potentially when Ellie deserts him. Uh, oh, oh, man, there's so many questions about how this game's going to play out, and all of them are heartbreakingly, like, terrible. <laughs> it's going to... This game's going to suck to play, even though it's oh, going to yeah. be horrible. It's going to be amazing, but I'm going to... Oh, God. It's going to hurt all of your emotions. Yep. Do you know what, do you know what's hard about playing a game like that? Uh, when When your name is the same as that character? You have an extra layer of, like, immersion. What's that? Because any... You have an extra, that extra layer of immersion because anytime they mention Joel, I'm like, it's me, it me. Um, so yeah, it's oh god, I'm I'm so nervous, but, but in a good way about this game because I know it's going to be good. It's Naughty Dog, man. Like they are they are at the top of their game, and I just even if they put a foot wrong, it's even like it's still like yeah, okay, well. It was still solid, you know. I just Seven love that, like, to, to show that it was their game. Like, it doesn't even say Naughty Dog. It just has that poor print. That's all mm-hmm. they need now. Yep, and it wasn't until the very end. It's like, yep, yeah. that's it. You know what this is. So, I'm pretty sure that when they were taught this talk of, like, stuff being moved from PSX, that this Last of Us trailer was one of those things. I think so. Yeah. When it I heard felt, that, this just makes sense. It felt, I don't know... It felt out of place there because it didn't. It didn't have a date or anything, and it no. sort of just felt like it was there to get people excited, and that's what I expect from PSX. And it was tacked on at the end. It was like, oh yeah, we've got one more thing, and it was like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad we got it, and I'm I'm glad I got to watch it, and it it's got, it, it is it has done its job of getting me excited because, I mean, let's face it, I was already excited. Um, that this is a game that exactly exist that exists. They turned me from someone who was like, "This game shouldn't exist," to, "Oh my god, when can I play it?" Um, in the space of a trailer. So, and that very first trailer, which is still, I think, one of the best, one of my favorite video game trailers. I, I, I every time I see, I, I like a thirty like five seconds of that trailer, it just gets me. You just see that shot, like the one that I always see is like, I, I, like usually as a GIF is the one with Ali, like, like her hand shaking and then like clenching it into a fist and then like relaxing and then going to play the guitar. Just fucking stunning, stunning. It's it, it's incredible. But yes, but it, this game's a million years away, so we should. Yeah, it's if we're lucky, it's it's twenty nineteen. Oh so. yeah, yeah. It's not to think if, about it too much. If you're if you're super lucky, it's end of next year. But super no. lucky, if you're nope. super lucky, it's not going to no. happen. But if that Spider Man slot, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose that's true. Because I'm trying to think when Infinity War is coming out. Because that's probably when that game's going to come out. Infinity War. That's like early next year. Is it early next year? Are you sure? I, I thought I'm it was. I'm pretty sure it's March. No, because... Or May. I think it's May, if it'd be anything, because they wouldn't... I know they're closer together, but Black Panther's in February, so... And they usually have one in March and one in August. Uh, One in... Uh, Sorry, May and one in August. This'll be be Sony's, like, end-of-year game next year. 
but they haven't had an interview game in the last few years. They just haven't been doing it. I it's not. I don't think it's going to be early in the year. Uh, I, I reckon the, maybe maybe the first the first couple of months are already packed with Shadow and God of War and Detroit alone. Yeah, yeah. I oh, know it's it's tough. They're all going to fit in there somehow, but I don't know exactly what. I thought I had it in my head. I'm like that makes sense, but the more I think Plus, about when it, when we saw. When we saw The Last of Us like at PSX, was it last year it got revealed or the year before? It was last, last year. Last of Us was, was last, last year, yep. Yeah, and they, they yep. said it was far off, so. Um, yeah, because they were like, yeah. yeah they, I, 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 th- I think 2019 for sure, but like, yeah. in a perfect world, the very earliest you would get it would be end of 2018. Like, if you're everything... super lucky. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I, but I think it's definitely a 2019 game. It'll be there. March, May game. It'll be their Uncharted slot that they have. Definitely. Yeah, in 2019. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it from uh, from Paris Games Week. Um, like, like Sony wise, like there's there's Sony still the wise, whole thing. Yeah, sorry, like, yeah, Sony wise. That, they, but, yeah, they were the only company that really had a presentation. Yeah, exactly. Um, which they did last year as well, I think. I think they do it most years. Yeah, Paris Games Week is usually somewhere they sort of pop up at. Um, and yeah, it was really good. Uh, I'm, it was it was solid. Um, it was, but it was it, pretty low-key for the most part. Exactly. It, it's, it's strange to have like a conference that has God of War and the new game from Sucker Punch, the, the PS4 exclusive Spider-Man game, The Last of Us Part 2, and Shadow of the Colossus... Detroit become human, and it's like, yeah, it's low key. Like that, that, that's the world we live in right now, Karen. I mean, it it, it does. It, it is also because they were so they were just updates. They were sort of checking in the yeah. games and going, hey, yeah, they're looking pretty good. Release is getting closer, but no yep. dates yet. Hold on to your butts, yeah. Alrighty, um, so in terms of uh the other story that we've got this week, it's a little bit of a sad one. We won't dwell on it too much because it's pretty um. It's not great. Um, so the Housemark, the uh, are they Sony exclusive? They like a oh, I couldn't tell you, man. I haven't looked into Housemark in a while. Yeah, yeah. Typically, their stuff appears to show up on Sony platforms exclusively. I think. Yeah, but I don't I, know I, for sure. I feel like Next Market it was on Xbox though. I think that might be the one that popped on. So yeah, um, they're they're the company behind games like uh, yeah, Next Market, as I said, uh, Super Stardust, uh, Resogun. Uh, I believe Dead Nation as well, Alien Nation, a lot of really um, arcade focused games. Uh, and this week, uh, the uh, CEO of Housemark, which uh, Ilari, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the last name because I've got to murder it, uh, basically have said that uh, they're coming out and switching their uh, their focus on what kind of games they're going to make. So. Like I said, they normally make sort of arcade-focused, uh, like, you know, Twitch shootery kind of things as well, uh, top-down things, uh, really fast-paced. Um, but they're switching, they're changing their attention from that kind of stuff to something totally different than what you might expect, according to them. Uh, and they basically sort of bluntly put it down in, in this post that they put up saying that it was due to people weren't buying their games. Um they're, they're like, well, we're not going to keep making these these kinds of games if no one's going to buy them. 
So we're changing yeah, focus. Like, Absolutely. Games are expensive and they've got to sell to make to make more. And like Absolutely. if this genre isn't making money for them, then it just makes sense to do something else. And it it's it's it sucks because they, they go on to say as well about um uh that things like they use Next Marketer as a, as an example, saying that critically it was super well received. Like lots of people who played it uh and reviewed it loved it. But they just didn't see that same sort of uh positive enforcement from from the public and and them buying a game and i must admit i felt a little bit bad because i've gone to buy that game about three times and i didn't um because it does look great and i do i do like like housemark's style they they make a very polished game um for the most part so yeah uh they've been doing it for about 20 years doing that sort of like uh that arcade style and uh, they're going to be changing completely their focus completely, which is really sad. It uh, sucks, but I'm really excited to see what this like something completely different is how they described it. I'm really yeah. excited to see what it's going to be. Absolutely, walking simulator. <laughs> walking simulator. Just flip oh. it from arcade, like coin op, twin stick shooters to walking simulator. No, open world pseudo MMO. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> they're going to make a Destiny clone. It's fine. Um, they're making their own Destiny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something completely different. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, it's it's pretty sad. I, 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 there's not much to say, I guess, about it really, apart from that if you have a developer that you really like and you like the stuff that they make, like support their stuff, buy their yeah, games, definitely buy their merch, it. like do, do whatever you can to support them. It's, it is important because... That's the way you're going to get more from them in the future. And then you don't have moments like this where you're like, oh, fuck. Maybe I should have done that. Maybe I should have bought that game. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really it's, it's shitty. A, it's a harsh reminder that, yeah, like games need to sell to get more games like those other games. Especially in, a, in an industry where the market is so flooded with everything. Like, there's just so much out there. It is also one of those things that makes me wonder and sometimes feel bad about getting games for free on Plus. Yeah, for sure. Because these game, most of these games have been Plus games at some point. Yeah. Um, and you just you just sort of wonder, like, ah, oh, like, should I have bought this game? And yeah, it always makes me feel a bit weird when I get an indie game as a as like a Plus game. I'm like, ah, oh, should I be buying this? Like, yeah, it's weird. Especially, especially if it's one I've been looking forward to playing. Yeah. I've only like I never used to have that thought, but in the last like eighteen months, two years, I've had that 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 thought started going through my mind. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this because because that's when I sort of like came into like my own about like indie games were my jam. So and I'm like, and like sort of understanding the, the um the process behind making an indie game and how hard it fucking is. But um, I mean, I'm sure they have like deals in place to sort of like compensate the developers but yeah i'd be i'm not too sure how it works but it does make me i wonder about it when i when i tag those games and just go should i be paying for this is that gonna be better for the developer it would most definitely be a, yeah it would most definitely be a much smaller cut than it would be if they got yeah. an outright sale of the game yeah um that's why i forgot they had matterfall came out this year as well so they had they had oh, two yeah. two games came out this year that yeah they just both on like oh, i should play those games haven't so uh maybe it's should, a shame maybe we should sort of pour one out for them and, and maybe pick them up when i get back from japan um 
but yeah, it's a bit of bit of a bit of a somber note to end on that one there. But they seemed like they were pretty open about it, and they they weren't sort of like looking for pity or anything. They were just like, yeah, that's it. This is the situation we're in. Um, so yeah, that's how we're going to be rolling from now on. But yeah, like you said, I think I'm I'm excited to see where they go, and what they can bring to the table. Okay, Karen, I think it's time we round out this show with some nice, tasty questions from our listeners. Ooh, I uh, like it. Mmm, tasty. Uh, so, we're going to start off with, and jump straight into it, with Jamie from New Game Plus. Uh, also a member uh, of uh, the, I think he's part, like friends with a lot of people in the AGPN as well, uh, and just an all-round general rad dude. So, um, yeah, he's a good guy. And we, we met him earlier this year at the, the AGPM meetup, which was really, really cool. Um, yeah, so Jamie asks us, right now, what's the one best game of 2017? So this is like a, almost like a little bit of a, this is like a little bit of a prelude to our, to our, our game of the year conversation. Um, I mean, obviously, like for me off the top of my head, it's like a Persona 5, but, um, I don't know, man. Nero Automata is there. At this point, Persona 5 has a healthy lead. Yeah. But Mario Odyssey is knocking on its door going, hey, you've got a really good story, but Mario Odyssey just is the king of gameplay this year. Holy crap. See, for me, like the one that's the one that's like nipping at its heels for me is Nero Automata. That, I just, every time I think about that game, it just fucking, I, I, I become speechless and I turn into a blubbering idiot even more so than I normally am. Um, it, I, it is a game that constantly surprised me at every turn, every turn when I was when I, when I as soon as I got comfortable, something else, another curveball got thrown, and, and not in a bad way. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel cheap. It was consistent all the way through, and I fucking loved it. I fucking loved that game so much. Um. And yeah, so I think that that's the obvious choice. Persona Five. I think the the um, the one that I can't stop thinking about is Near Automata. Yeah, for it's me, just, Persona Five uh, is like like out in front by a mile. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mario Odyssey is running up the rear, going. Yeah, look, I you had so much fun playing me. I'm like, yeah, I I really did. I was grinning the entire time. At yeah. no point. In Mario Odyssey, that I feel like, like oh, this is going a bit long. Like, if, honestly, I love Persona Five, but there are parts in that game where I'm like, uh, this dungeon could be over. Yeah, near Automata, there's parts in the open world where you're like, oh, this fetch quest is a little bit tedious. But Mario Odyssey, oh, every every second of that game, I'm finding a moon, I'm capturing an enemy, I'm in a new kingdom, I'm fighting a boss. It's just yep. snap, snap, snap. No, but Persona Five is is currently my yeah front runner. We're almost like contractually obliged to say that now on this podcast. It's kind of like, uh, it's like yeah, well, I'll you know take, what? You... Yeah. I'll take my big bag of money, Atlas, whenever you're ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just or contact just, me on Twitter for my address. Or, or, you know, just give me one of those um, collector's editions. That'd be uh, pretty uh, fun. Uh, long gone. I'll be, I'll be okay with Just make another one. Just make another couple for us. It's fine. I, I'm, we... I've got my collector's edition. I'm happy. I've got my Japanese oh. one. Well, well, fucking right. Well, you know, we've earned it. I've earned it. Give me, give me. <laughs> earned it. Give me, give me, give me. Uh, I've said a lot of good things about your game. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I yeah. So I, I yeah. I, I like I said. I think we're we're at the point now where it's like game of the year. The this is like you know what you're getting in for here. But the rest of the list is where it gets interesting. But it'll be a, um, it'll be a bloodbath for like the rest of the spots. Oh god, yeah. It's gonna be fucking chaos. Um, but yeah. Uh, is there anything else that's really stuck out to you? I mean, there's like a million things, oh, obviously. There's, there's yeah. so many. Like Breath of the Wild. I haven't finished it. Obviously. I haven't finished it, but like Yakuza Zero as well. Um, Resi Seven at the start of a year was yeah incredible. It's, Metroid uh, Samus Returns was this year. That's true. Very true. It was me a months ago. Oh, I'm trying to think what else I've played this year that I really, really enjoyed. It's just too much. Too much. Um, no, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yeah, that's that. That's Joel, that's up there. I, this is hilarious. Mm. You have forgotten one. I have. What is it? It's Golf Story. Ooh, golf Story. Oh, oh God! How did you forget oh. Golf Story? Oh, I got fucking blinded by bloody Nier Automata and Persona Five. My Japanese anime friends. I got I, I I forgot all about my Australian golf friends. Um, oh man, you do fucking, them a disservice, Joel. You do fucking, them a disservice. Fucking golf story. Fucking don't <laughs> buy golf story. God damn it, I love them. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, uh, I think that w- what we can all take away from this is that game of the year is going to be a nightmare. So strap yourselves in in about a month's time or so when we get stuck into that. Because it's gonna suck. <laughs> I'm, super, like, I'm very interested to see everyone, like just everyone's game of the year. I think yeah. it's gonna be, yeah, really interesting this year. Which I like because usually, like in the last few years, it's like everyone's list has been pretty much the same. It's like, yep, that's number one, that's number two, that's number three. There might be one or two wild cards. There are so many fucking wild cards at this stage with this year. I oh god, it's gonna be a nightmare. It uh, is. But. Thank you very much, Jamie, for your question. We very much appreciate it. And even though it made me sort of like slightly anxious about how the end of the year is going to play out. Um, and that you forgot Golf Story already. I know, I'll have to I know. on your list for you so you don't. <laughs> I'm, I have to go commit Harikiri with like a, a fucking nine iron now. That's going to take a while. It will, yeah. It's going to suck. You, you are going to have to be dedicated for that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's my punishment. You know, I fucked up. <laughs> I'm sure Sidebar Games forgives you. I hope so. Please, please, Sidebar, I love you. I, I will, I will play any game that you make. Um, anyway, our next question comes from the one, the only Sean Kirkpatrick, the wonderful designer of all our graphic logo stuff. Uh, uh the really cool artist that does some amazing artwork stuff. Uh, and just general all around nice dude. Just, just a rad person. Um, he is. He is. He's great. Uh, you can find his stuff at uh, Shawnee Boy Draws on Instagram, or you can look up SeanKirkpatrick.portfoliobox.net for his uh, other works. If you wanted to, uh, if you are so inclined to go check that stuff out, uh, which you should be, because he's awesome. Uh, in fact, go and ask him if you want to get a rad piece of artwork done by him. Go and get a commission done by him because he's fucking awesome. My wife got one done for for myself and and of myself and her and our cats as a, an early Christmas present, and it looks so good, and I love it so much. I plan on doing it the second I think of something I want to get commissioned of. Yeah, exactly. You got to have the right thing. I'm I'm playing. I want to try and get another one. Like, 
want to get him to design like a tattoo for me. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, Sean asks us, what's your favorite enemy to hat swap with in Odyssey? Oh, boy. My answer is redacted. My main answer is redacted. Okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough. That's fair. My, my runner-up answer, though, is mm. T-Rex, just because T-Rex. Yep, fuck yeah, T-Rex is pretty rad. Because anyway. we have a T-Rex. Yeah, fucking A. Then he fucking comes back later on, too. Anyway, um, yeah, no, the T-Rex is pretty awesome. I really like the uh, I like the Chain Chumps, because I like how yep. they, they play. Um, and I also really like the Tanks. Because they're just fun. fun. The tanks are fun to just blast around in and like pop enemies out of the sky. I loved it. It was just fun. Every time I saw a tank, I'm like, I'm getting in the tank. I'm going to blow I some also, stuff up. I also really enjoyed the adorable little extendo bugs on the Lost World, oh, the Lost Kingdom. Oh, the little, yeah. They're like they obviously are... the version of um, the, I can't remember what they're called. From like Super Mario World. They're like uh... the little... I can't remember what they're Do you called. mean Riggler? Riggler, yeah. They're kind of like Rigglers. Sort of, but yeah. they're revoltingly adorable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even though, even when you capture them and you look at its face, it's kind of like <laughs> it's... nightmare fuel. <laughs> With its little mustache. Yeah, its mustache, and it's like weird. It's like, oh, God. Oh. Um, I got a close-up view of that the other day, and I was like, oh, God. Ah. Um, yeah, they're really fun. Uh, what else is there? I like I like getting the uh, the goombas, but I like stacking them up. <laughs> the goombas like little... actually fun, especially when you go and get the female goomba. Yeah, the yeah, the one with the, her adorable little hat. Um, it was kind of fun taking over a human and like controlling an RC car. That was weird, but kind of fun. Uh, I was like, what little... I feel most uncomfortable about is when you capture Lucky Two when he's fishing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you it, and you jump off when you finish, and he's just like, "Oh, what? What happens?" I'm he like, looks oh, "Thoroughly confused." Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm nothing done. happened. No, you're like running away, going. Um, I like the like the simple ones as well. Like just for in terms of like mobility and stuff, like the little traffic cone things that you like flick yourself, like you used to propel yourself up in New Dong City. Oh, mm. oh my second answer is also redacted. <laughs> okay. Cool. Oh, uh, sorry, there's just there's st- your fair stuff to look forward to for you to for you capture Joel. I promise okay. you. Awesome. Uh, we'll, we'll revisit this maybe maybe this question in a couple of weeks' time. Um, when we when we deep dive with spoilers, yeah, we'll come back and yeah, when we get stuck can, right into it, I can explain my favorite ones. <laughs> but T right. Rex is a really right. good one. Yeah, T Rex is pretty. Awesome. T Rex. I'll gi- I'll give you that. T Rex is pretty rad. Um. Cool. All right. Thank you very much, Sean, for your question. I think it's that's a pretty solid question, and I think we will return to that question in a few weeks' time. Uh, and finally, this week we have a question from Mr. Broderick Gordes, the co-host of the absolutely wonderful Hunting Seasons podcast. Um, the, yeah, if you're into TV shows as much as you are into video games, uh, and you like hearing people talk about them, uh, definitely go check those guys out. They watch TV shows and they watch them one season at a time and each episode is focused around a specific season of a TV series. Um, it's great. They are very in-depth with their conversations and I mean that in the best possible way because it is very, very, very interesting to hear their, their thoughts and their takes on, on on the industry and the TV shows that they're talking about. Um, 
really made me think twice about some things about shows that I like as well, which is in in a good way, which is um which is really great. So go and check them out. It's Hunting Seasons. Um, I think it's Hunting S Cast on Twitter. If you look them up, um, yeah, they're great, fantastic. Uh, Broad and Damask doing amazing, amazing work. Uh, but Broad now Broad Broad's a bit of a trickster. So he's like to pull a bit of a fast one on us uh, with this one. Um, let me have a look here. I'm gonna find find this one here. Uh, okay, so Broad start off starts off by asking. He's asked us a few questions. We're only going to answer a couple this week. Uh, we're going to save some for future episodes, Broad. So just you know, stay tuned. Uh, but he starts off by saying. How many questions is too many questions for one person to ask in an episode? This many? More? Less? Smarties or M&Ms? Mars bars or Snickers? Coke or Pepsi? Smiths or Thins? Streets or Peters? Pie or Sausage Roll? Neighbours or Home and Away? Uh, To which you replied, Kyron, these are some loaded questions. And he said the people need to know. He then actually asked us three actually valid questions, but we're not going to answer them this week because we're going to answer all the dumb questions for you. He 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 blew it. He yeah, his chance. He did. Yeah, this is this is this is your punishment. Uh, so how many questions is too many questions? All of the ones you've asked, I feel. This this amount of questions is, is too many questions. <laughs> this amount, this amount, and more. Yeah, anything more, even maybe a little bit less would be too many. Um. Okay, uh, Smarties or M and M's? I'm going M and M's. It's obviously M and M's. M and M's is clearly the winner there. Uh, Mars bar or Snickers? Snickers. Snickers. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Mars bar. All right, you're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> this next one's going to be the killer. The killer as well. Coke or Pepsi? It's Coke, and Pepsi. I don't even like Coke that much. <laughs> Pepsi, but not because of actual Pepsi, because of Pepsi Max. Because it's the best. It's the it's the nectar of the gods. Anyway, uh, Smiths or Thins? Thins because light and tangy. Okay, I like Smiths, but I like the thin version of Smiths. Nah, actually, me, oh, actually, like... no, I take it back. Uh, thins because their chicken chips are really good. See, yeah, comes no, down thins. to the flavors, my friend. Exactly. It's all they're, about the flavors. Their chicken chips is oh beautiful. Uh, streets or Peters. Um, I guess Peters isn't Streets going for about like that pay dispute and the boycott stuff happening recently. Yeah, they are, but they also I know make, they've got gay, they've got gay times. They make, they? Guides, they make gay times oh, and paddle bobs. Yeah, I got some good stuff. I'm begrudgingly, I'm going to say Streets. I, I'm not I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to not answer this question. <laughs> I I yeah, I withhold my statement. Um, <laughs> it's got based on the products alone. And not the way that they treat their workers or their company. I'm going streets. Streets is quality products, just not quality people running the business. <laughs> can't go past the gay time. Um, take that whichever way you will, anyone. Uh, pie or sausage roll? Sausage roll, 100% of the time. Oh, see, look, this is a this is a tough one, actually. I'm sausage actually, rolls are um, so easy to eat. Pies they, can get messy. They are. But I do love a good meat pie, especially from like a nice bakery. I, I see. Same I love for, both. Same for sausage rolls, man. Yeah, look, I'm going to be a fence sitter on this one. Ooh, I, not, yeah, I am not choosing I'm, a camp. 
I can't budge. I love them both too much. Like, you know, if if it was like pie and a pasty, it'd be pie. Because pasty, whatever. They're okay. They're fine. The sausage roll is really good. And even a bad sausage roll is, is still good. Like, <laughs> actually, no. You know what? I'm going to go sausage roll because you can get a bad pie. I haven't had a bad sausage roll. I love them both a lot, but that's that's my my deduction and my my reasoning behind that. So you've uh, settled on sausage roll then. I have sausage roll. Okay, yeah. that's uh, the important thing. We got to, we reached a conclusion. We did. Yeah, we talked it out. We nutted it out. It's good. I like it. Uh, and finally, neighbors or home and away. Burn them both to the ground. Nah, neighbors. Just for that was the one I used to watch back in the day, and because. If it, it, like if, if you're listening to us from outside of Australia and in a country that doesn't know what neighbors or home and away are, you're either one or the other. There's like like if you watched, if you've watched one, you hate the other. Uh, and I haven't watched Neighbors in fucking years, so many years. But like Neighbors was the one I watched, and I fucking hated Home and Away. And people it's who like Home and are, Away, I was like, are, oh, shit. They're equal in quality. Oh, they're both garbage. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Uh, like I said, haven't watched them in years. It's tough because, honestly, if I follow my heart, I say home and away for the Elf Stewarts. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. Nah, I can't. I can't. I can't. It's, it's I just Neighbors don't away. care enough about either of these shows to, n- Neighbors to has answer. To- Neighbors has Toadie. Toadie. See? You got Toadie on Neighbors. With a so name look- like Toadie. I know, oh, he's, he's Toadie, he's sort of tat. anyway. No, my um, official answer is burning both to the ground and forget they existed. <laughs> okay, fair enough, mine is Neighbours. Um, Home and Away gave us Chris Hemsworth. I did too, actually. Oh, I saw Thor, finally, by the way. I know you did, it's good. It was very good, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it made me... It is fair to say that Thor is better than Home and Away. Yeah, oh, absolutely, 100%. It just made me want Definitely. to listen just maybe want to listen to the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin on repeat. Just while I'm and doing daily. I guess tasks. just go and watch Thor again because it's in it twice, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I was like, when it started the second time, I was like, oh, really? And then I was like, nah, fuck, I don't care. This is awesome. This is great. Um, but yes, thank you, Brod, for your very insightful questions. Um, you've done us a, a great service to give us some great content that we can deliver back to you for your listening pleasure. <laughs> that's yeah he, like i saw all the questions he asked i'm like i'm gonna pick the dumb one yeah 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 i, I mean look we will come to your questions your actual questions because they're actually good questions but this episode's blown out already so we're not gonna do them this week no in fact i'm 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 putting i'm, I'm pulling it now we're done we're wrapping up we're done all right cool we're Pop, done stick the fork in it bring us home yes so, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Both of those, if you just search for dialogue options, we will pop up. You can follow us on either of those, and we'll you can see what we're up to. Uh, if you want to keep up with us individually, you can find me at X, where I've mostly been tweeting about how much it sucks being back at work and not being at a video game wonderland with all your cool friends. Yeah, Being an yeah. adult is hard and not great. But also, it, you get money to buy the things you like, so it's it's really tough. Uh, yeah, where can they find you, Joel? You can find me at Jolly Mac. Where uh, <laughs> the last thing I, I was a retweet, it just says the top student at Chogboards. And it's basically a picture of like a knockoff Halloween costume that's Hermani Grinder 
and she is the top student at Chogboards. Chogboards. It's it's fucking hilarious. It made me laugh a lot. Um, that's quality content. I, I also there was like someone. Um, uh, there's someone I think at Ubisoft Montreal that cosplayed as their um, uh, like a terrifying uh, Assassin's Creed Unity glitch with oh, like the face. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And also the fact that Jacksepticeye got a really cool looking fucking um, Cuphead Xbox One. I like, saw that. It was gorgeous. Fucking amazing. I was like, oh, I Bright want it. Yellow. Looks Bright so yellow good. with Cuphead on it and the control looks amazing. Oh, I love it. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. I just retweet random shit because that's what I do on the internet. <laughs> got to use Twitter more. It's fun. I do. I, also, I am. Also I am horrible. horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, also, before I forget, if you are checking this podcast out on whatever podcast like service of choice you're using feel free to throw us a thumbs up or a five stars or you could give us four and a half stars i wouldn't begrudge you too much uh you Just, might prefer uh, like home and away on neighbors and maybe me not choosing has offended you <laughs> i apologize if that's the case look look if, you know we're not gonna we, we'd like you to vote and and like put up a, an appropriate star rating for how you feel the quality of the show is sure which is clearly going to be five stars but you know you know Let's we're just saying a classy five stars. Exactly, you know, we're classy people. We oh are. boy! But until well, Joel, I was going to say until next week. But no, no, we're going to have a we're going to have a cheeky little break either next week or the week after. But we have something special coming for one of those weeks. We we do have a a special so, special episode, thing. I guess is a way to say it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe 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 a maybe a cheeky new show. But we'll see how we go. Well, no, just a little teaser there to leave on the end. So, I'm going <laughs> to let our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux strike, which is Get Bitches, Take Us Out. <laughs> and I'm going to, Joel, I'm going to wish you all the best for your little Japan trip. Thank you, sir. And Uh-oh. we'll catch you guys in a few weeks. Yeah, see ya. Bye. <laughs>